1: Welcome to Hi Bob, the officially unofficial podcast for for all mankind on Apple TV Plus. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron, and today we're talking about season four, episode four, "House Divided." Aaron, are you a house divided on this episode? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Both.
0: So I I, I love the show. I love the season. I like what they're where they're going with it. Um, I am increasingly distressed at how much suspension of disbelief some of the plot lines require I wish they had either more time to lay out why they're plausible or uh, you know why they're not because I have like alarm bells going off on some of these plots and I'm looking for things that are not happening Um, but I like this theme of something that I've noticed when political tensions are high is that it's really hard to be the cooler head that tries to prevail Nobody wants to hear, you know, what if we take a step back from this moment and really think about things? Everyone wants Hmm. to hear that the person that's standing in your way is the villain – and this is a unique inflection point where we all got to pull together, and we all got to kick against the goads, and we all got to storm the ramparts, and we all got to find the villains and put them down. And um, you just see like three, four people get completely stomped in 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 this kind of rising tide of passion. Um, and it sucks, and it's unfortunate, but it's also very real. So I really like that aspect of it. And I and I there's not a single like in like as opposed to years past where there's been like one plot line I'm like oh my god I can't even with this Mm -hmm. there's none of that this year but I don't know I don't know that you can walk off base and mount a rescue operation (laughs) over some shiny (laughs) rocks and not have old the old man of Mars up your ass for it I don't know I don't I don't know that you can't but I don't think the show has shown me the work that Mm -hmm. would convince me that it's possible and then maybe there's other shoes to drop maybe we're you know, a little distracted with the, the whole Sveta thing. Um, but but yeah, I, uh, there's a lot that I liked about this episode. I really like Danny and uh, Ed finally having it out about this shit. Like her finally saying that I'm fucking right. Do I have to break my arm to to get us out of a jam this time? Or are you going to fucking listen to me? I like that stuff. And I, I, again, I, I, I like what's going on with Margo, the crucible that she's going through. What do you think about this episode?
1: Yeah, I'm largely the same opinion. I think there is some uh, believability issues being raised in this episode, but we don't see the resolution to that, right? Like there could be hell to pay coming back in this rover. I don't think we ever see them get back to base, do we? you might be right i think we just see them driving back
0: so maybe you think next episode's gonna have like palmer meeting miles and sam
1: with a master of arms and arresting them like yeah a bear in lock? a large wrench ready to kick some ass yeah <laughs> I, I don't know it's totally possible i want to give it the benefit of the doubt temporarily because i think you could just about get away with using an old ass space suit and bribing some guy to let you out the airlock I think, yeah, I again like
0: I'm yes, I was at the ragged edge of believability that uh, the, 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 you know you could rent and but uh also but that rover the-
1: who if they don't suffer consequences
0: for that that'll be rough. Do you think anyone in the show listened to our podcast last year because I feel like the extended joke of Miles like this suit is. Dedicated to the amount of ragging we did on the fat Mega Man design Uh uh of the Mark One Helios suits. Those things are still (laughs) like when I saw bust out, you just laugh. You just laugh.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to decide which is worse, the suit here or the suit in Loki. And I'm (laughs) totally not sure. (laughs)
2: Well, I, I know bad. that
0: when we were covering it, we made like because that was the joke of how bulky and dumb this suit is, you know, uh-huh. how impractical and like it's 90 percent
1: Helios, you know, like oh, yeah. it's a bad it's a bad space suit, man. Uh, but aside from believability issues that may or may not be resolved next episode, uh, I really like this episode. I thought to kind of jump on, uh, continue on from where what you said about the politics of it all. I think the way that the show is able to tie in the personal drama with the politics has been really expertly done. Like Ed being personally attached to this astronaut who gets into real political hot water mm-hmm. uh, over the course of this episode was riveting to me. I, I think it, it had a lot of stakes both uh, for the nations involved, but also the people involved. And I think that's, that's kind of the best of both worlds. I, I really enjoy a, an intellectually stimulating show but also one that tugs on the heartstrings and i think this did it really well
0: yeah and the, and the just being caught in that situation like mm-hmm. the Kafka s nature of what's going on in the soviet union as picked on the show is i think really really great um, yeah for sure
1: margo getting that inside view and, and then yeah. and then you see kind of <laughs> their resolution is not necessarily the cooler heads but leverage right like Mm-hmm. ah we need to I think what's going on here is the Soviets are trying to get some goodwill before some really bad news comes out and so they reach this compromise that they never would have reached they would have just pushed and pushed unless it does feel they that had some way. kind of fuck like, up on their end
0: yeah if, if it hadn't been for Margo finding out that uh, you guys single like you're not single-handedly because I, I do think that Ed's handshake is going to come out at some point yeah, not not yeah. like handshake like Danielle <laughs> and shaking I am talking yeah. about yeah, his shaky hands. Yeah, his uh, his uh, you know early stage. What did we decide it was Parkinson's uh, potentially?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, that's, that's what the I think the hot theory is right now. I think that's going to come into play, but for right now, like yeah, it feels like the Soviet Union is scared of losing face, so they're being a little and they're getting most of what they want.
1: Uh huh. Yeah,
0: like you know, this is a very talented woman who was. Uh, Doing this kind of heroic thing uh, for her country and they don't like her because they don't like her politics and they took her down multiple pegs, you Mm -hmm. know, sending her home in disgrace to be stand trial in a foreign country uh, for crimes against bozos. Um, you think we're gonna see that trial, or is that gonna be something that just takes I, place? Yes, off screen? No, 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 no way. No, I, I don't know if we'll see it, but like we're definitely going to see news clips, and we're going to see Ed's butt blood mm-hmm. boiling, and we're going to see Mar the <laughs> Wet Bandit get caught red, you know, get get his fingers burnt a little bit. And I, I, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I do. I don't know if we'll actually see a full on court scene because what would that look like? A Russian being tried in India.
1: I, I just wonder uh, what the Russian influence is going to be here. Are they going to try and get? You know, like really push whatever advantage they feel like they have here, um, and, and really put her through the ringer, or are they just content to have her tried at all? That the the
0: the staff meeting she called made it seem like just getting her sent home and yeah. standing trial is like uh, that. That's that that they're satisfied. It, it did feel like they're actually satisfied. You know, I think so.
1: Yeah. Uh, she seems to be presiding over that uh, group with a pretty heavy hand. So, what she says goes, and she says, We got what we wanted out of this. Yeah. Yeah. We're very but, happy. You know, that's all tint- tinted with like, uh, we fucked up too, and the Americans are going to know that sooner or later. And this is kind of a goodwill seeking mm-hmm. measure. But I think so. That's yeah. the way I read it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a, a really good episode. With maybe one minor exception, but we'll see how that plays out next time. Fair enough. Maybe we should get into the recap. Let's do it.
0: You're listening to Hi, Bob. We'll be right back. Here are the weekly highlights coming up this week on Bald Move.
1: Apple TV is releasing a new series based on Blake Crouch's novel Dark Matter. Aaron and I are big fans of his work, so we're picking up the new show on day one. Join us this Wednesday for the preview podcast.
0: The Shogun Limited series might be over, but that doesn't mean our Shogun coverage has to end. We've got the wrap-up podcast releasing this Tuesday, where we'll consider all your feedback and final thoughts on the series. And because we like the show so much, we decided to go all the way back to 1980 to cover the first TV adaptation of the novel. Do what you can to find the copy and join us this Thursday for the first of our four-part podcast in the
1: 1980 Shogun miniseries. And finally, the latest first-run movie, The Fall Guy, features Emily Blunt and Ryan Gosling. He's a stuntman tasked with finding the star of his ex-girlfriend's movie when he suddenly goes missing. Is it a rom-com? Yes. Does that mean I'll automatically hate it? Not if the trailer lives up to its promise. Join us for the podcast on Bald Move Pulp this Thursday night.
0: You can find these and many other great podcasts by searching for Bald Move Pulp or Bald Move Prestige in your favorite podcast app.
1: bob welcome back to more for all mankind all right we start off with svetlana's team uh wanting to chat about politics of the the situation back home with the russian coup uh but she just wants to get work done so she goes out on the surface with one of her guys to do some stuff and they end up getting into a fight on the surface of mars when he, uh, he calls her a traitor and his suit gets punctured that's not good on mars What's your stance on fighting words, Jim? I'm with Svelana here. I, I, the way he, with this wry smile, like he knows how provocative this is. He calls her a traitor. That's. And a whore. Like you know, spreading her legs for
0: the West, like that's like oh, what he threw in her, you know, like that's yeah, that's for sure. That's I, I uh, felt like that was a less offensive flash. thing to
1: her, but when he really? calls her a traitor, she
0: lost it. Yeah, um, because that's the thing. It's like I, I, you know, I, I I've certainly experienced uh, people saying certain combinations of words that had me seeing red and considering rash action, but like they made it pretty clear this. What actually happened is she pushes him over. He rips the suit and he goes into bariatric trauma. But what she tried to do is smash his windshield, right? His view, his his faceplate wide open with that piece of metal. Like that's a yeah. that's a fucking attempted murder. Like it's not yeah as accidental as what the official report's being read up. And that's where it's like, man, that I thought that was such a great because, like, yeah, you don't really want a person in these kind of testy political times is going to try to murder someone
1: on the surface of Mars. Even uh, in a snap decision, and uh, well, it was a doomed attempt anyway. I don't know if you recognized it, but this this thing's just a piece of IKEA kitchen storage. It's not like <laughs> it's not going to break through the faceplate of a Martian. Soup. I wouldn't. I like
0: look. I believe in bulletproof vests. Absolutely. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I would not let someone shoot me. From ten foot away wearing a vest just because oh it's bloody gonna your ribs are gonna get a little hurt, you know. Like I yeah, you know What about like,
1: with an IKEA made bullet and an IKEA made gun? <laughs> uh
0: if IKEA flat packed a rifle and <laughs> wanted to shoot me with it, I would assume
1: it's gonna work because I've had nothing but good uh-huh. successes
0: with IKEA stuff. So yeah, I'd be terrified. But but, it, but uh, after your
1: first move it will stop working. So I'm just I so you don't don't pack that thing up and move it.
0: I'm just saying, metal against glass uh, with with uh, effectively uh, a, a near vacuum. That's just not what you want to do. She got lucky For that sure. he only ripped the suit because I don't know if he explosively decontaminates. Uh, I was a little, also a little shocked that they don't have. I mean, may, I don't know. Maybe I'm used to the Expanse where it's like they all have these like self sealing kits that they can fix their you know whatever. Um, I'm actually surprised that they don't have some kind of way to field repair a minor rip like that. Like, I feel like gorilla glue would do it. Like, duct uh, tape might do it. Uh, you know, this isn't like this isn't a high pressure situation. You're containing one atmosphere against like point one point oh one atmosphere. This is not like an explosive decompression thing. I felt like that they they play they're 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 playing a little fast and loose with the science again, but.
1: Yeah, I, I mean,
0: you would think they would be prepared for that scenario, for sure. Yeah, yeah. If not, it's like, because like, yeah, like, um, you know, especially now they're doing heavy industry and mining and like manufacturing and stuff. Like, you're going to get your shit ripped, man.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, So, yeah, but. It, <sighs> I mean, they should have known uh, that their fight on the surface of Mars was real. I, I mean, she's trying to kill him. So of course she doesn't care about this but a fight on the surface of Mars is definitely going to result in somebody getting their suit ripped. Do you think it was a little bit of a failure of command for Danielle
0: to put these people like the the put these it'd be like imagine if you had like a republican democrat in lead in in the, uh, the I don't I don't know either what post January 6th what, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, tensions are running high in a space station. Do you just send like two partisans out to kind of like, you know, like why wouldn't you just pair like every Russian goes with an American or at least keep the kind of like Soviet loyalists together? Or maybe her thought is like if I mix them, it'll keep things. I, I don't know. It just seems like in hindsight, maybe,
1: maybe it was a slight command it's error. It's. Po- it could almost certainly be chalked up as an error, I would think, but I don't know if I blame her too much. I mean, she's still very new to this job. She's still getting acclimated to the crew, the the base, everything up here. Yeah, I get the feeling that she just doesn't know the people well enough yet. And if, if had anybody right is is at at fault here, it might be Ed for not suggesting this. You know, true. Like, He's hey, got
0: that's been the boots I, on the ground. He he would uh-huh. know where those political divisions
1: and. He should, but it's also been shown that he's oblivious to the lower deck stuff, right? So he, yeah. like, going out with this Vasily guy, he doesn't know Vasily at all. Vasily is just yeah. another grunt to him.
0: Yeah, I. Uh, it's 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 a damn shame because I I just kept on wondering like like Danielle does like if Kuz were still around, you know, he would know. Like, I, I don't think this mistake would be made the same way. Uh-huh. But. Then again, the asteroid, it's like, that's another thing. It's like, I-, I wonder if, like, they had successfully captured that asteroid if the coup would have been as successful or if they'd even attempted it.
1: That's, uh, that's a good question. I don't know. But they attempted it in our maybe... world, and we've never captured an asteroid, so. True.
0: As I, was, I, was, I was <laughs> said, maybe they were just waiting for, like, this is a... Obviously, the pressures around the coup were around since the 90s because that's when the real life one happened. So, mm-hmm. like, maybe they were just waiting, like, Gorbachev, just the first mistake or the first big political embarrassment, whatever was going to be the thing that does him in. It, it's interesting. And, uh, but yeah, going forward, um, yeah, I don't even know because it feels like Danny barely even has control of the station at this point. Like, mm-hmm. the Russians can just decide she's not she's not in command anymore and change all the, the, the DOS prompts, to Cyrillic. And then what do you do?
1: Yeah. If I'm her first thing I'm doing is uh, getting the base under my control. Now that there's some kind of truce again. Yeah. Cause you can't have that happen. You can't as the commander of the base, you can't have it just wrested from you at a moment's notice. It feels like it's already too late, right? Like once you have the rug pulled
0: underneath uh, out from underneath your command that bad, and like it's precedent that like you when you say it can't happen well what what happens when the thing that can't happen happens <laughs> sure how yeah. do you put that like back and like okay for realsy now danielle's mm-hmm. the supreme commander of mars you got to listen to what like uh, i don't know i feel like this is going to be a slow descent into some kind of hell and i it does feel like it yeah
1: like there's going
0: to I be don't... a cold war on mars <laughs> Yeah, and somehow some North Korean's <laughs> wife's going to fit into it uh, and Miles' mm-hmm. black market operation's going to be some pivotal thing
1: and Oh yeah. I don't know. We'll see, man. Uh uh Margo reports for her first day of work at Star City and as she's walking through the building she sees Rena getting briefed about the problem on Mars the it's demand of repercussions
0: I, I know sometimes we've made fun of it but i want to take a point out to like applaud the makeup that they've got on Rin schmidt and also applaud her performance like i think she is doing by far the best job of feeling like this is a character who is that old
1: yeah
2: you know I think I agree. like
0: kinnaman is like stooping And he's got a serviceable makeup job, but like it's, I I think that Margo just effortlessly sales it. Like when she walks up and looks up at that, and just has that like deep full body sigh. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just really buy it. And, um, as much as I,
2: yeah,
0: I was going to say as much as I find Margo kind of prickly and kind of hard to relate to,
1: um, I think she's killing it this season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think her performance as the old person is probably the best, uh, Danielle's makeup. Uh, old old person makeup I think is the best. Granted they don't have as much to do to her, but like yeah.
0: Her her makeup's really selling it for me. You've got the younger, you got the black don't crack, but the the <laughs> sure. the hair I think is like perfect. It looks perfect. Uh, yeah. Uh
1: what do you think of the the building here inside inside Star City? We're we're kind of like NASA, but it's it's much more it's evil NASA. It's socialist NASA. Yeah, the colors are redder. It almost feels like the Mars version to NASA's moon or something. Sure, a lot less, hundred uh, uh, percent less eagles. A
0: thousand percent more hammer and sickles. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, but I do like. I do think. Um, like I, I commented on the uh, the mosaic. Um, mm-hmm. I do think some of the Soviet civil works and like artistic works are pretty beautiful, even if they sure. are kind of limited and. And their style, you know, there's a, a specific style guide the Soviet Union was kind of like uh enforcing on artists for years and years and years. But it uh, it you, every once in a while you come up with some bangers.
1: Sure. Architecturally, no thank you, but
0: sure yeah, they have some interesting. A lot, a lot of brutalists, a lot of brutalists. But you know, the the the
1: the the Johnson Space Center is not 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 exactly a prize. Sure. <laughs> All right. Uh Danny and Ed back up on Mars, they're talking about the situation. Uh, apparently it's not uncommon for the Russians to be fighting among themselves, and Danny thinks that Svetlana's the problem and decides to take her off flight status. Ed's trying to defend her, but Danielle's mind is made up, and when she goes to tell her, Svetlana says, actually, don't worry about that. Don't worry about punishing me because I've been recalled by Star City and I'm leaving tomorrow to, to stand trial for my actions. Salt and crimes against the
0: Soviet Patriot I'll be damned, mm-hmm. and obviously, they. This is where we find out that this Vasily guy is connected to the victorious uh,
1: members of the coup. So, so I guess he was right. She is now a traitor. I mean. What is what is what
0: is loyalty to one's country actually at the end of the day? You know, sure. is it is it it's kissing the the right to the son of the right toady's ass, or is it actually trying mm-hmm. to better your country? I would argue for the latter by the
1: ideals of it, sure.
0: But clearly, and it's not just the Soviet. I mean, I, that's that's the thing that um, is interesting about that is I I I find with this Soviet stuff, it's a lot easier to. Uh, see the splinter in one in one's adversary eye than the rafter in one's own. Because, like, I don't know. I, I think the episode makes that point pretty good when you, you've got, like, um, you got Marv, the wet bandit, trying to apply pressure to his counterpart in Russia, and she's able to deflect with enough whataboutism because, mm-hmm. you know, America isn't blameless. And they're, you know, like, we, we'd like to be when we grandstand on the moral... Uh, on the on the stage of the you know uh, the, the the our moral standing in the world, is what I'm trying to say, but like you can always point to like, well, yeah, what about that? Yeah, what about this? What about you know? It's like, oh, well, you know, our transition of power is just as smooth as yours, and you know, you want us to uphold Al Gore stuff as much as we did this, and and also like how you're you're acute, you know, it's like your our, our trials are just as fair as yours, right? And
1: uh, of course, we don't play favorites with uh, you know politicians' nephews, just like you don't, right? Right,
0: <laughs> and it's like it's not it's not the same. I think that there's a def- 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 a def- difference in degree, if not kind. Mm-hmm. But that's a weak stage. That's that, that's a weak corner to fight out of on the national on the international stage. You know, For well, sure, our yeah. crimes are less like there's misdemeanors and yours are felonies. Like okay, well still breaking the law right
1: so we're just horse trading now
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: hypocrisy's on both sides uh, yeah yeah, it's, it's pretty good how they portray that stuff uh, let's go over to Danielle sending a message back to NASA to say that she's unable to send Svelana back she, she won't do it uh, unfortunately their space agreement says that they're allowed to call their own cosmonauts back at any time uh, and the NASA executives get a briefing About the new head of the Soviet space program Arena, Morisova uh, And Hobson decides That he can just talk it out with her I'll, I'll just go talk with her, no problem I'm a negotiator This will be like when I negotiated you know, The rates of the bolts that went into the struts Of the cars that we built yeah. <laughs> Over at Chrysler uh, It'll be fine I mean, I can see a guy like this that apparently negotiated a new
0: contract with the UAW. I can, it's like, you know, I've, I've done tough negotiations and I like the Russians they are direct, straightforward people, you know, there's, <laughs> there's no pretense to them. Um, uh, hmm. It's just, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's dealt with the Russians in a season of glass and now he's about to get the real politic version and, mm-hmm. uh, it's funny to watch it. Yeah. It's funny to watch him kind of flail um
1: yeah and and have absolutely no
0: leverage against these russians
1: yeah that is a really fun scene uh because i i I don't know i'm not sold on hobson i I maybe understand some of his motivations he's just trying to get a job done and he'll he's willing to compromise with whoever he needs to compromise with and make deals and stuff but at the same time he's not taking the hard line that I would wanted to take on the the sense of exploration and the ideals mm. of NASA, right? So yeah. I'm not totally sold on him being a great guy yet. So when he gets his ass kicked in that negotiation, I'm kind of okay with it. And and also Daniel
0: Stern is really good at the comedic side of it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's the perfect punch setup punchline. Like this self-assured guy being like, Oh yeah, you know, I like negotiating. I'd want to give these Russians a fair. And then him getting his balls completely broke. And yeah. then then the payoff is him swearing at his you know, getting chewed out by Al Gore and swearing at his his uh stationary yes. bicycle. Uh- <laughs> and this is why you get Daniel Stern to doing that, because he's just so it's just so fun to watch bad things happen to
1: <laughs> i yeah he totally is yeah it works in home alone it works here it does uh, it really does and i and also you don't think hold he's it good at the drama
0: him, right like you,
1: you know you don't hate sure. marv from home alone you might be scared no. a little bit of harry but marv nah he's he's a goof he's a goofball even when he wants to murder children he's still funny yeah. and likable
0: I don't think it's a, a hard thing to pull. Harry off. would go through it. I don't think Marv would. I don't think Marv would actually no? kill Kevin if he got him like, you know, his, his hands on his neck. I'd be like, ah, oh, I can't kill it. But you know, that's just my
1: read of him. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, yeah. We'll, we'll see how this all plays out here in a bit, but I, I think he's doing a great job on the dramatic side too. I, yes, he's funny, but I think he's also bringing like a, serious tone to it when he needs to that is really working for me i'm just glad he's got
0: that brush to paint with you know Mm
1: -hmm. all right let's go to Ilya and miles going over the new orders uh for their illegal trade up on up in happy valley miles asks how the special request form uh from lee is going uh associate is working on it apparently but there's not much to report yet miles asks whether they could sell things from uh up here down on earth maybe expand their trade a little and says uh he plays this message from his wife about how she sold the rock from mars that uh he gave to his daughter five thousand dollars it's a pretty good chunk of change uh he says maybe we can we can replicate that whole bunch and Ilya's like nope this uh i don't want to get more people involved i don't want to take on more risk and miles is like oh yeah i understand
0: this is going to be the downfall of their organization, isn't it?
1: Hundred percent. Ilya's done. I I knew this was happening as soon as Miles yeah. like got that glint in his eye when he was talking with Sam about, oh, what can I do to make more money here? And he he eyed it's, Ilya. It seems I'm like, like it's, it's is the end. He's done.
0: It, it seems like it's like a recurring thing in any kind of organized crime. And this is what it is. This is organized crime, like by definition. Yep. that like the underlings who are doing all the work uh, and paying up all the money like you know what boss uh, there's a lot of money in that white powder yeah but we start slinging that dope it's going to get uh, all kinds of heat on us and there's going to be buy- and, and it's the same old story it's like you're trying to tell a person y- y- you know who you've trained that there is no lines you know like just everything is just kind of grey and you can kind of color outside of them suddenly oh no this is a line this is a line we mm-hmm. can't cross for money Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to go about as well for Ilya as it did for the old man in Godfather. <laughs> Stay away from the orange stands, Ilya. <laughs> <laughs> they're not, they're, nothing good's going to happen at the orange stands.
1: Is there a reason that NASA, that the M7, can't bring up fungal creams and energy bars and pornography and beef jerky? Because, like, clearly the astronauts want it. And it's not a problem getting it up there. They've got the Delta V. They can do it. Why I think, are they not like, providing those services? The reason
0: black markets exist is to get either more variety or to lower costs because maybe Helios thinks that fungal cream is worth $50 a tube because they're paying the mm-hmm. per ounce fee to ship it over there and ilia can be like ah, yeah well i can throw an extra eight ounces in this crate and no one's going to notice and i can sell it for 20 yeah he can like, just piggyback on their the cost of them getting it to mars exactly exactly so i think it's one of those things where it's like they are subsidizing the savings by just not paying for the transportation cost you know it's like whatever you can get in extra um and i wonder what would be the limit to that like I cert- at, at some point, you would be putting so much extra weight if you start shipping rocks that you might unbalance something.
1: And <laughs> yeah, yeah if you think there's problem. underwear in this crate and it's actually Mars rocks, yeah, like you you think that
0: that thing is is loaded with 5,000 kilograms and it's actually loaded with 6,000 because mm-hmm. you know, like I said, instead of packaging underwear, you've got like a bag of rocks. Like, I, I don't know, like. Delta V calculations don't usually have like a huge margin of. Oh yeah, we're gonna sh- we're gonna put the twenty percent extra fuel on this rocket because who knows what could happen, right? Hell no, yeah. you're not gonna do that. it could be dangerous. Could definitely be dangerous.
1: Yeah, curious to see how much he, how long Ilya can fly under the radar here because I think Miles is about to blow up his spot. Well, the bigger
0: problem, I think, is that like, OK, let's play this out. Let's let's say that you're going to have a regular stream of rocks that are going to make for five thousand dollars and they're going to start making jewelry. Um, this jewelry is popular. Why is it going to be popular? It's going to be popular because it's got Martian gemstones in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Wh- where the hell are these Martian gemstones coming from? Like, mm-hmm. it's almost an investigation that asks to be launched because like NASA's not doing it. Russia's not doing it. Where the fuck are these rocks coming from?
1: I mean the idea would be you get in, you make your money and you get out, but that's yeah. never how it goes. That's no. never how it goes. You get in, you and, make as much money as possible till you get caught and then you're done. Yeah. That's what Yeah, happens. and
0: there's there's also like once as the market ramps up and demands like the prices are gonna fall, like you you know you may you sell your first rock for five grand and your second and third
1: rock, but your uh, tenth rock, your hundredth I mean, rock. I've seen what happened with diamonds. And those are certainly less scarce than <laughs> Mars rocks. So, so, so Miles is going to start
0: a family that hoards Martian rocks and yeah. carefully launches them, and 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 makes arguments <laughs> that the exact same volcanic rock on Earth is not is that shit. That's a shit rock. That's a uh-huh. shit rock. That you want the rock that that got melted on Mars.
1: Yeah. You yeah. know. I mean, obviously, I you mean, can be done. it worked It'd for. Be yeah. Done. He's the Martian Zales. He's he's. <laughs> martian tiffany or something I don't although know. i don't i feel like i don't know that the younger
0: generations are down with you know the whole two-month salary for a fucking piece of rock that came from the earth when it's well, not even if, the rarest gemstone the it's arguably not the prettiest gemstone and it's chemically indistinguishable from a gemstone you Artificial can make in the lab works, yeah. be perfect for uh-huh. tenth, no i'm with the cost like I, I do I do I do wonder silly, if but. yeah I I I see I I feel like I see young uh, more and more young people eschewing that getting like engagement rings with like emeralds or topazes and different types of settings mm-hmm. and just anything but worshipping at the altar of the beers and good good on them because it's it's super dumb and silly but yeah also we're humans and we do lots of dumb silly stuff
1: also we haven't brought mars rocks back yet to start putting on our rings I feel like true that would give that would extend the jewelry industry another at least ten years, but how yeah. do I know? I'm uh, sure he loves
0: you, but is he does he Martian rock love you?
2: <laughs> <laughs> sure. I
0: mean that's how a question that would think- gnaw on the back of my mind if I was if I was getting a engagement ring in the year twenty in and the for all mankind timeline.
1: Did we see the size of the rock that he sent back? I remember the meatloaf brick. But I don't remember seeing the did rock. His, I,
0: I thought his wife held it
1: up or something.
0: Because you're saying she sold no, it. she I don't had already think sold she, it. She did sell it? I thought I, she was the... Yeah, I thought the she apologized at the very
1: beginning. She was like, don't get mad, but
0: here's what happened. Oh, okay, and they need the money. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Um, yeah. I mean, judging by the other rocks he got, they look like they're potato size.
1: Right. Yeah. So 5K for that, I guess wholesale... It's not it's not amazing that's that's not great especially when you're shipping it from Mars yeah like yeah. Y- you couldn't you're right you couldn't do that for that price if you had to pay yeah. for the cost you have to gray market the Delta V or yeah. it's just not gonna yeah. work yeah <laughs> anyway uh jewelry logistics let's move on T minus three seconds
0: until the ad Here are the highlights coming up this week on Bald Move. Our coverage of Ha-D, Fire and Blood and the 1980's Shogun miniseries continues. But then on Tuesday, for the first time in 35 years, we asked the question, Who framed Roger Rabbit? Hop aboard the train to Toontown as we revisit this incredible blending of live action and animation to see if it still holds up all this time later.
1: Then on Wednesday, we get our first look at Blake Crouch's mind-bending sci-fi series, Dark Matter. The first two episodes drop simultaneously on Apple TV+, and we'll have a pair of podcasts quantumly linked ready for you to observe. You can find these
0: and many other great podcasts by searching for Bald Move Pulp or Bald Move Prestige in your favorite podcast app. Hey, it's time for another season of Why is Mr. Feeney a Car? The premise is simple. A Gen Xer and a millennial watch old 80s action TV to see what still works and what doesn't. In previous seasons, we've done podcasts for Knight Rider, Airwolf, MacGyver, A-Team, and more. However, this year we're doing a very special season of Feeny. We're going back and reviewing the very special episodes of 80s and 90s sitcoms. Come cringe along with us as Hollywood tries to warn our families of the dangers of underage smoking, drug abuse, alcoholism, eating disorders, and much more. We start out with the episode of Boy Meets World where a high school kid gets sucked into a cult. Worlds Clyde as the Mr. Feeny finally makes an appearance on Why is Mr. Feeny a Car? Join me and my buddy Jay each week for episodes full of nostalgia and secondhand embarrassment. And don't worry, the very special isn't your speed. We've also got some all-time classic Knight Rider episodes to close the season with. Find Why is Mr. Feeny a Car? each Wednesday on Bald Move Pulp starting April 3rd.
1: Touchdown, and we're back. Hobson calls Irina to negotiate over Svetlana. This is a scene where he gets his ass kicked uh rhetorically. Uh, she takes the hard line that Svetlana broke Soviet oh, wait. law. I'm yeah. sorry, can we can we go back and
0: uh I, sure. I there's one other thing I want to talk about? I, I got they 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 name checked the North Korean's wife again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm and no one is saying what he wants is impossible
1: like like miles
2: is but not no one's like saying
1: when, still what exactly he wants when he mean when he says his wife what does he mean there there's a way you can talk about
0: when you are in a criminal organ that you're trying to string someone along and delay the inevitable like there's a way you talk about this situation that's not the way they're talking about this this they're talking about a way that's a tough but not intractable situation is mm-hmm. it possible his wife is dead and cremated and what he wants is her urn sure that's the only thing that fucking makes sense i do not i i don't buy that just getting him a phone call would be this fucking hard like literally if if, like north korea doesn't let them do it all they have to do is sneak him into one of their dorm rooms and let him use the thing i mean uh, i guess getting it to her would be the problem because yeah but but still, it's like that. That seems like a a a a problem. That's either like there's just no fucking way. I got how am I going to get someone in North Korea? Yeah. How would I even approach someone in North Korea to allow that communication to take place? But if mm-hmm. she's if there's a physical object that it weighs a few kilograms, that would <laughs> right. represent. Like I, I just wonder. I just wonder if he, she's dead and he he wants. They're,
1: they're currently putting her through a space training program. And in six weeks' time, she'll be certified to go up, and she can just be... I, I mean, look at Dev. Dev's saying later in this episode, we want anybody who wants to make the journey to come up, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they could literally get Helios to bring her up if they could somehow communicate with her. Gotta her- get her out of the country, you know?
0: Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, my, my new hot theory is she, it turns out she's she died, and uh, he misses her, and he's... Uh, cause I my headcanon also says he's never been off Mars.
1: Uh, wasn't there that photo of the, was that taken on Mars or was that photo when they came back? I thought that I photo. That was pre- well, no, I think it was after. Oh, like right, when he they, came back. Kelly, that's right. Yeah.
0: Or did he come back? Because Danny was saying like, oh, hey, it's Lee. But did, did they did did they establish in that scene that he had just recently come back to? Shit, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared nah, to have I this, con- this conversation yeah, yeah, or I yeah. would have double checked it. But, like, yeah, obviously. I thought he
1: was in the photograph they took when the astronauts got back to Earth. So. Yeah.
0: If, if you're not in the middle of recording a podcast and you, could, you can find this out, uh, fam at baldmove.com. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll probably look it up between now and next week. But, but yeah, I, I do wonder because I, I just. It, it seemed like they're acting like this is a thing they can do. And I, none of the other things that I'm thinking of mm-hmm. seem to, to
1: math out. So, no, I think I think that's a good possibility is that they're just trying to get her ashes up there. Did the Gene right? Where does her, he the Gene put Gene Roddenberry? Those? Like he's so strictly monitored over in the Korean section, I wouldn't think he would have a place to, behind the fridge. I guess he's he's gonna mm-hmm. wheel the fridge out, stick her ashes back there where the uh the the still part was the thermostat. It's that's, like, like an urn is small enough;
0: you could probably kind of hide straight? it. And, like, it, it, I think there are a lot more... I actually have no idea about North Korean culture, but, like, it seems like there's a little bit more kind of, like, ancestor shrine type of things going on in, like, Japan and China, I assume Korea. Um, and maybe he's, like, you know, that, that traditionalist and he wants to, like, just have a little shrine for her. Could so be. It's like, right. Yeah. But then maybe again, that's yeah, it's like that's, that, that's even harder to find. But But it, it might be permitted, but, like... You the know questions. they're not going to be happy about the fact that it just shows up, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: How did you get this here?
0: Yeah, and I can I can't imagine North three to want to pay to again the that the the tens of thousands of dollars it would probably cost to transport that thing.
1: All right, compress her ashes into a diamond. <laughs> there you that go. You can then wear as a ring.
0: That then gets lost on the base. Miles finds it, thinks it's a pretty rock. <laughs> Ships Back home, and it's the circle, it. the circle of life.
1: <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> All right, we got to move on. Well, yes, uh, Ho- Ho- Hobson's going to get his ass kicked in this scene by Arena They because they're negotiating over Svetlana. Uh, she takes the hard line that Svet- Svetlana broke Soviet law and they have the right to recall her. And the discussion just goes totally off the rails for Hobson real quick. And it ends with Arena declaring that they will have to reconsider their participation in the M7. He might have just broke up the first joint venture in space. Well, yeah, I guess not the first, the second.
0: Yeah, and like this feels very much the kind of frustration you get when you deal with um like the Soviet Union when it's in its secretive stage where it's like they will mm-hmm. just tell you like they will they have no compunction about lying, uh no compunction about accusing you of mm-hmm. uh you know uh, 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 like this is yeah gaslighting and projection and all that stuff and and again not to say that US statecraft is blameless in this but I think it's safe to say it's on a whole other level when you have an authoritarian regime because they can just you know I mean we've all read 1984 right sure uh, yeah. it's uh it's 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 just it just it just feels like it it's it's yeah it's you're just you're just constantly being gaslit on, like, a national, international level.
1: Yeah, there, there are some uh, almost comedic-level things that Irina will say about her people later in this episode that I want to point out um, Yeah, that will be fun to talk about that, that goes right into that. It does seem like cognitive dissonance is something
0: that's, like, baked into Russian culture, going back uh-huh. from to the czar. you know... Peasantry era of like where you could just have random pogroms and purges, and you know it doesn't help Mm -hmm. to complain, it doesn't help to revolt. It's just like you have to be able to hold the ideal that you know everything's
1: fine, even though it's not. And uh, and then guys like like Vasily here on the surface of Mars will mm -hmm. start to romanticize that time in Russian history.
0: I thought that was good, too. Like, he's, you know, the whole like, oh, we need a strong leader like Stalin. Oh, the guy that drug, you know, millions out in the forest and shot him. Oh, Mm -hmm. he won the patriotic war. No, he threw literally millions and millions of Russian lives into a grinder. And that's what won the patriotic war. You just Mm -hmm. go back and forth. And like, even here, it's a microcosm with uh, he's like, you know, yeah, that we we did get that uh, we did reach that agreement with the government of Gorbachev and he's she's like oh well does that mean we don't have to do anything that uh, Ellen negotiated because now Al's in the office and he's like well that's not the same because we had a (laughs) election and an orderly transfer of power and you just had a fucking coup but like as he's saying it he can tell that this is not like well how how do you you know there's not a judge I agree here. with him but you can't reason with that yeah it's yeah there's not a there's not an impartial judge is going to be like it's like you it's everyone's getting away with what they think they can get away with on the world stage mm-hmm. and,
1: it's, and it seems uh, like the m7 is roughly divided in half like there are three on the the that are under this way of the soviets and three that are sort of with america here um around this like side of the issue the, uh, and then india sitting in the middle of the neutral. wild
0: card yeah yeah yeah
1: which will be Cause, important because you got so
0: i saw the m7 it's united states it's japan apparently the entire european space association but that might make sense that like the when when did when did the it's european the eu yeah when did that form like and i and even was if that, it's a little that in the 90s i i honestly don't know it might be because like god i'm so old i'm trying to think like when did jay-z start rapping about the euro it's like early <laughs> thousands right So, Uh, but even if you told me like it, it, it's, it's a little early, I I would believe in this, this timeline that it is a little early. So you've got Japan, America, and the EU. Then you've got, I saw the flags for, uh, Russia, China, and the, uh, North and North Korea. mm -hmm. And then I'm assuming, yeah, India would be kind of like not exactly aligned with the West or the East. So they're kind of like yeah. a good, a good, good neutral swing, you know, because they got like they got they got they got beef with the West because mm. of the, the colonial misrule. Um But they're also I do, capitalists.
1: They're also super
0: like, capitalists yeah. and want you know want to compete on the world stage. So they're not down. So it's, it, they're probably really good, honest brokers. They're probably a really good, impartial judge for these type of situations.
1: Yeah, in this scenario for sure.
0: But I wonder if they have the power to like if they came up with like a binding you know like a, like let's say that they find uh, Sveta innocent of trying to kill mm-hmm. the you know what's his face Vasily or whatever does Russia let it go does Russia respect that or does Russia put a shit ton of pressure on India to cave in you know I expect the latter but we'll see according we'll see. to the wet bandit the State Department uh, or I'm sorry Danielle the State Department is very confident that they can they, they've sealed off all avenue, avenues of retribution but uh mm-hmm. What yeah, if the we'll shuttle just ex- with with Svetlana just explodes? Oh, my God. On the way back. Like, they're, they're like thinking, you're thinking sabotage? Moves ahead. Yeah, we're playing checkers here. They're just playing chess. Oh Fuck boy. you, checkmate.
1: Yeah. Uh, that would be exciting. God, how many lives would they sacrifice <laughs> would give, for, to be that petty? It would give Ed just an instant heart attack. I mean...
0: How many He's of the? Survived, I wonder I how many of those transports do they have? Those hotel reconverted hotel transports. I don't know. I don't Me know either.
1: I'm only familiar well, with I, the Phoenix and
2: well, that's the Unity just, no, that's like the space now. station
0: now. You're right, they, they actually have uh, those kind of like long, skinny transports that they're using with the fusion drives now. So, oh yeah, the pr- Unity. that probably wouldn't that probably wouldn't be a big deal. So they they probably have more than one, but still, I don't know. Like I'm I'm I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes.
1: Uh, Alright, Margo's in a meeting Of the higher ups here at uh, Roscosmos um, They're discussing what to do about Svetlana Irina declares that they will Test whether they can still trust the Americans and They hand out a report on The Kronos accident and Margo is given A copy and she takes that report back to her Office and gives it a look over
0: I think this is another scene that really shows how scary it can be in an environment where you can't agree on the truth because, like, what is the play? You see one guy who's trying to be the cooler head, and he's trying to, like, you know, do we really want to blow up all this international cooperation over pretty minor dust? He gets completely shut down. Mm-hmm. And he's preceded by the guy who gets turned over to K- by to the KGP who is, like, towing the party line. He's like, yes, we should, you know, it's this is an outrage. We should get justice. He's sa- saying all the right things. And even kind of doing the right things. Like, I think the Soviet Union, if he had asked, like, hey, do you want me to be forthright with these numbers? Should I cook the books? They'd be like, cook them, comrade. But now... So, it's like, there's no safe ground to stand on.
1: Yeah, no. uh, and, And this scene just, like... It points out the hypocrisy of the scene right before it, right? When she she's like, oh, no, we, we treat, uh, we don't give favoritism to anyone just like you don't when she's on yeah. the call with Hobson. And then in this scene, she specifically calls out, this is the nephew of a big wig in the Puller Bureau. So, like, yeah, it, it's, it's on the face of it ridiculous, everything she's saying. Um, and, yeah. and that just like enhances the atmosphere of not knowing and she's later in the episode she's saying like all all our people when when she congratulates margo on finding this flaw and and uh you know bringing it to her attention she's like all of our people are jumping at shadows but you're different and i'm like well why do you think that fucking is right it's because of your policies it's because of the way you treat information and people i mean you're causing that you're you're you are degrading your own government by these, uh, by 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 treating everyone the way you're treating them. No, it's like Chernobyl.
0: You know I, that every lie told is a, incurs a debt to the truth, and that debt yes. will eventually get paid, and it'll get paid in economic problems, will get paid in lives lost, will get paid in freedoms eroded, and it, it's not a Soviet thing. Like this, this is true of our fucking country. Uh-huh. You know, uh, like we get a little loosey-goosey with what's real and what's not. And we start yeah, we're like paying those costs right now. We sure as fuck are the whole uh, the, arguably a lot of the world. And, you know, the sad thing about that is probably 10 percent of the world made the decisions that got the whole world into the bind it's in. But mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Um, but, but it is. It's like an absolute, And it's like how certain that you're not already making someone who's going to jump at shadows. You just last episode blew someone's brains out in this woman's face put her in a stress position Mm -hmm. uh, kidnapped her, bagged her, took her into a black force and then then it's like oh you're going to be my lap dog like and and, and this episode she sees someone she did a job and she was the henchman and this guy got bagged up and like Mm -hmm. how how long is it going to be be before Margo's jumping at shadows because that's just like that's just a human response to this insanity
1: right I would think it would be immediately. Yeah. Like you
0: no matter I mean that's like the you know, the that's what everybody tries to get into the the those contradictions that 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 um, cognitive dissonance you have to hold. It's like where you're no longer trying to find out what's actually true. You're trying to triangulate to a position where you can do the best job you can without getting your family disappeared. And that's mm-hmm. not a great way to explore space
1: when she says we need to figure out whether we can still trust the Americans. Is she talking about going over this report and finding out if the Americans did something that fucked up the mission or is she talking about something deeper that they're, they're currently engaged in? I don't know. Yeah. I
2: wasn't I certain it was just, how those points it was connected. Cover- I,
0: I, I thought it was just cover up for this, for this mission. But you know, and, and it's obvious if they found out something on the American side, they would max, they would, they would use that to the hilt. And I'm also curious oh, yeah. to see now that they know about the flaw, like how is that going to actually be surfaced to the world? Mm-hmm. Is it something that the United you know, the Soviet Union is going to like? Oh gosh, looks like we we double checked our numbers. Turns out we made a mistake here. Or are they going to do a better job of hiding it, or actually fabricate some of the data so it matches up? Or Yeah, because no one's seen this report except for internally. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious to see how. Because I I doubt that they're just going to go and be like, "Whoops, our bad, we fucked up the thing and caused our own hero to be killed and one of your guys." You know, I I don't think it's going to go down that way.
1: Yeah, yeah, probably not. Uh, Margot is in her office uh, looking this over this report, and I couldn't help but notice she's pulling out. Some kind of slide rule apparatus out of a case. Is that still Von like, Braun's slide rule that he gave her? It, it might be, but I my God, this... lady, it isn't 1960 anymore. Have a computer do your calculations for you. <laughs> Come on. She's playing jazz. And I I guess that there are certain
0: types of calculations where an Abacus and a slide rule will whip ass. I, I mean, I don't know nowadays when you can just like... Really? See, but, like, like... I, I heard that like up until... Certainly, when I was going through high school and like college age, uh, which would be about this era, that like yeah, if you were really good at slide rule and about you, you you could out computate, you know, one on one Mm. certain certain machines. So, I thought it was cool. I thought like it, like her doing that and the jazz playing in the background really brought us back like season one, Margot, you know, yeah, who faced a lot of internal conflicts, you know, like coming
1: face to face with von Braun's
0: participation in the Nazi regime and.
1: Well, it's a little bit more direct later in the episode where she finds out that this guy gets disappeared by the KGB. um, Right. Because she finds out that it's a mentor of somebody, which did not that happen to her mentor. It's like pretty much practically did. Yeah.
0: And it's like he didn't get disappeared to a labor camp, but he got publicly disgraced and Uh blacklisted. And it's like, again, differences in degree, but certainly Mm -hmm. not differences in kind.
1: For sure. All right. The lower decks discuss the Russian surface um, of Mars fight. They think that Svetlana is just going to get slapped on the wrist because she's part of the upper deckers. Miles comes in and calls Sam away to ask about uh, this rock, and he asks her to take him out to get some more of them so that he can sell them, and she turns him down.
0: Rich, uh, another one the cooler heads that gets uh, squashed this episode. He tries the. Come mm-hmm. on, you know, and uh, no one's having it. Uh, he is uh, he I think he's a he's being a class trader. is the is the term here.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the second time that the lower decks have got overlooked in a catastrophe here. And I think I, I understand why they're angry. I do. And the things is like we that's
0: the thing that I've come to appreciate in my middle age is that the thing that incites like the big cook-off is never the thing, the most worthy, you know, like, uh, like, like, like George Floyd getting killed by that cop. Mm -hmm. If it was just out of blue, like if some cop put on the, put, put his knee on someone's neck and that was just like some kind of isolated incident. Um, we probably don't have like the largest scale protests and riots in this country seen in like a generation. it, it's it it's just like you, you don't see all the pebbles that fell before the avalanche happens, right? So it's like <laughs> proverbial
1: straw on the camel's back.
0: Yeah, if Helios had treated their employees better, if the upper decks had, you know, shared the same kind of like sentiment to the lower decks crews they do their own peers if you know they weren't bait and switched like you wouldn't you know nobody would probably bat an eye that some asshole got what's coming to him on the surface of Mars you know he took his chances takes the swings he's in a hyperbaric chamber mm-hmm. but it's just the latest outrage in their mind and yeah. they're going to get less and less rational every single time uh, an outrage happens and it's an inevitable you know it's like you the the old quote thereby drags out from uh, Martin Luther King the 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 violence is the language writings, is a language of the unheard. Like, if you actually address these problems any step away, you wouldn't have these problems, but... Mm-hmm. So I thought it's interesting, and, like, how frustrating it is to be Sam, because she comes a little bit... Um, She, she comes across, like... She's just extremely frustrated because she can't even, amongst yeah. her own people, get agreement on what's going on, and then I think she sees... Miles as kind of a kindred spirit, but... He doesn't give a shit about the political angle, man. Yeah. It's all about his pocketbook, and that's disappointing.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's himself over others, and I feel like she's looking for a little more solidarity from her friends here.
0: And like, even now, now with Miles, is like, you know, she's kind of aided and abetted his, you know, trying to stick it to the man. And but now he's like the Frankenstein monsters escape from the lab because I think she Mm -hmm. thought maybe she had a little control over him. Like, well, he can't get a space suit. He can't do that. But now he's now getting himself in trouble. She's having to go out of her way
1: to bail him out. I feel bad. I feel bad for Sam. Yeah, I do wonder if she's going to get caught up in this rock plot and taken down too along with Ilya. Jesus, what if Ilya and Miles sell her down the river (laughs) to like avoid,
0: you know... How dark how dark are they going to get with the crime oh, politics man. this season?
1: Right? They get they get the rover logs out and they're like, "Yeah, she went out in the rover to this site. I mean, she must have been gathering rocks to send back, right?"
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus.
1: Yeah, I could see it. It's like when That's they made rough. Tony's
0: It's like when they made Tony's uncle, The Godfather in Sopranos, like, uh-huh. "Oh, yeah, we're getting it." Uh, we, we, Sam's cracking a whip. Sam's the one that gets all of our RVs and going for the Martian. Yeah, I, could, I can see it. I don't know if Miles is that big of an asshole, but I'm starting to do the math and <sighs> mm-hmm. big asshole coefficient in the calculations,
1: I'm finding. Totally. Very selfish. Yeah. Uh, all right. Margot works late. She strolls the nearly empty building there at Star City and runs into a woman named Tatiana. Who helps her get a coffee from the vending machine, and in return, Margot helps her with some rocket science, like you do. That's that might be the lowest rate she's ever gotten for doing rocket science. This is essentially the Russian equivalent of a quarter, and it's not even that; it's a plug nickel. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not even I, it's I, not even I... two cents.
0: It's two, it's it's a washer. It's a well, here's a here's a p- penny for your thoughts. It's not it's not even legal tender.
1: If we do not see by the end of this season some poor schmuck just shatter one of these chairs I'm gonna be pissed off because how many times has she done this it can't be the first time yeah because she knows exactly where to go for these washers none of these chairs have washers anymore well that's that's another
0: problem that was was like in in, like late stage uh, communism you know that like there has the people have done without for so long that they just start cannibalizing the things and they start trimming things off because people gotta live at the end of the day people gotta fucking live
1: and they'll find a way life finds a way and
0: you roll tanks down the assembly line that you know supposed to have 12 inches of steel plating and ah they only have 10 for some reason and uh, Mm -hmm. you know you got a thousand tanks you think are in your reserve battalion and people have been starting them every month and lubricating them and turns out half of them are missing their transmissions and gee whiz how'd that happen it's like you know uh there there was it's like as much as we as much as we talk about late stage capitalism and it's a fucking nightmare god i i hate i I hate fucking doing this show because i feel like i'm i'm preemptively (laughs) trying to protect against the old fucks i know listen to this show they're all like uh like like got raised on fucking carthyism and i'm also bracing for the 20 somethings with the with the fucking hammer and sickles in their twitter bios Mm mm-hmm why, why can't we just take the best from all uh, all the systems man <laughs> sure. why does it have to be all or nothing we need fucking unironic Marxist Leninism we, need, we yeah. need Lenin to come out of his tomb like the fucking Simpsons and said things or why do we feel like we need like Jesus Christ robber baron capitalism my god my mm-hmm. god especially when there's like five or six countries that are doing it right on the money it feels like just, just copy their homework people that's yeah. all I'm saying
1: yeah we have examples uh you know what i i was kind of waffling on whether it's was actually a traitor uh, whether she'd be labeled a traitor now um there is a traitor in the midst though here in the soviet empire oh yeah and it's the person who decided to make the employees pay for coffee at star city <laughs> Like there is no faster way to sabotage your space program than forcing engineers to pay for coffee.
0: Well, let me get this with, straight. With coins. Let with me get coins. this straight. You don't pay for healthcare. You don't pay for lodging. You're paying for coffee. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. You can't get the go-go juice in a state facility, state-run facility, for free.
1: Yeah. That's that's uh, there's your productivity problem, comrade. This is why we actually, in the real world, beat them to the moon, because they yeah. were not paying for the coffee for their employees. Yeah. Do you think Eds ever paid for it. a cup of coffee, even on Mars? Fuck no. He's getting his yeah, coffee for no. free.
0: No, I don't think they. I don't think they take uh, the Tang and the coffee out of the astronauts' pay- paycheck. <laughs> I don't think so. But also, look up how much an astronaut gets paid. It's kind of wild is it like 40k or something it's not great no it's better than that but it's <laughs> okay. like how much do you think an astronaut should get paid and like as a software engineer in the fucking midwest i made more okay oh That's... jesus no i so, was gonna yeah. say 200k at least no no what do you think it's do you think it gets paid as well as a u.s president although i do think they increased that to, to princely sum of four hundred thousand in my uh-huh. living memory but but yeah they no, have? it's uh yeah uh, uh but but he probably gets free coffee you're right makes up for it plus i i think astronauts do all right speaking engagements you know sponsorships Uh, book writing podcast
1: appearances they got ways to make money (laughs) oh yeah those lucrative podcast appearances (laughs) uh so so the thing here is that Margot is bonding with somebody right and that's later just gonna be a dagger in her heart uh at the end of yeah, the episode no. I, I, like I said
0: I've read enough enough Tom Clancy that I'm fully expecting this is a, C, this is a KGB sure. fucking psyop the sea of Margot actually been operant and
1: conditioned into loyalty or not you know
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I almost want to believe that they knew about the flaw in the bolts and this is all a ruse to test Margot <laughs> yeah, uh, disappearing uh-huh. this dude isn't real this woman crying over her disappeared husband or fiance or whatever isn't real I'm looking for the angles here but I'll take you it at face value to that, for now. That no one has point. Like,
0: h- how are they keeping Margot under wraps? If everyone knows who she is and what she's there for, like, seems like the odds just keep going up and up and up. The United States is going to get wise that they kidnapped slash liberated one of their citizens. Mm-hmm. But and no one talks about it. No one talks about the date. What I, what it seems to me an apparent danger there.
2: Yeah, is that an overlooking
0: right. or is that just like they'd be stating the obvious?
1: Uh, that's a good question. I Because I don't even see the elements of uh, monitoring her here. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm certain there are cameras throughout this building. They know what goes on in the building. Sure. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't spend the night there like she
0: used to, and I, like I kind of thought like we'd open this mm-hmm. with her like kind of having a cell there that she's just kind of kept and monitored twenty four seven. But I understand that like communications internally and especially externally in the Soviet Union were highly monitored. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying that like hundreds of people know about Margot in a way that probably didn't six months ago, and yeah. I think that's eventually going to be a plot point. But it seems like a stupid one that the
1: Russians are just walking right into. Yeah, they're definitely raising the risk on that coming out. Uh, so apparently up at Happy Valley, the language on the computer systems has been changed to, to some Cyrillic alphabet. Uh, and Danielle asks why, and she's told by one of the Soviet texts that it's because the Soviet Union no longer recognizes her as commander of the station. So Danielle meets with her team to discuss the problem, And Ed decides, okay, we're going to put some security on Svetlana's quarters to protect her and orders a security sweep of the entire base.
0: You know, as much as we're talking about the Star Trek of it all, this felt so fucking Star Trek. This feels like Picard taking his team to the ready room and getting the senior staff involved and going around. What are the solutions? And like, Mm -hmm. like. Ed really felt like Riker, with like you know he's enforcing at Danny's will, but also, hey, it is smart to put it put a guard on her door and uh, do a security sweep to make sure there's no other surprises. Like, I did. I felt like I was. I, I, this is the ready room, man.
1: This is this is the episode where the nanobots take over the Enterprise's computer, right? Yeah, <laughs> piece right. by piece, and they're like, "Well, uh-huh. the language has changed. Shit, what do we do about this, guys?" Fleshy
0: bags of mostly water. Yeah, that's what. Uh, <laughs> that's that's when Kelly finds the microbial life. You know, that's
1: how it's going to go down.
0: <laughs>
2: totally. Yep.
0: <laughs> they're going to infect the the Martian computers and
1: and hold the biologicals hostage. Mm-hmm. They're they're just robots from the robot creations from the Venetian colonies. We just haven't mm-hmm. seen them yet. Yeah next season oh yeah full full scale venus martian war oh my god Mm -hmm. cold war proxy war of the of of our lifetime (laughs) uh this is a this is a huge problem though i i'm shocked that they don't have anybody who can read the cyrillic language here on the uh, nasa team right is that a little
0: bit of commentary about how like the americans are kind of arrogantly like because every single russian there speaks fluent english Uh uh-huh and I believe they can read it, and too. none of these motherfuckers can, like... I'm, I'm sure not none is strong, but the en- enough of the NASA people cannot speak or read Russian to where... Because I don't think that's true in the International Space Station. I'm pretty sure that, like, a requirement to go up there is you have to be able to be fluent in, like, English and Russian because there is shit labeled in Cyrillic up there because it was nice. made in Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the case, but, but I do think, like, either way, they're doing a little bit of commentary about the... Passive arrogance of the Americans, of just like, well, of course it's going to be this way. Of course you're going to uh, bend over backwards to cater to our preferences because we're not going to learn your. You're not going to learn your fucking weirdo mongrel language with your weird alphabet. Get the fuck out of here. Our alphabet was right. handed down to us by the Greco-Romans, baby. Mm-hmm. We inherited civilization from the from the greats that made. Like, I it feels like that's a little bit what they're
1: going with. And you would think Ed would know better after how important it became that he spoke Korean. Just like happened to speak Korean, right? <laughs> a little bit of Korean, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, not great, but but you would think he would want somebody up there to be able. You know, to translate. that's
0: actually a good point because that was a great moment. Like the whole, like, oh shit, I I actually can speak enough Korean to make this not be a disaster. Like,
1: yeah, you know, maybe the old then man of Mars shoot to- another man in space or something. <laughs>
0: Yeah, maybe in the last ten years he like picks up a Rosetta Stone
1: and starts learning some Russian. I don't know. <laughs> even if it's not him, even if just like I want somebody here who speaks this language. Yeah. In case communication does break down, we need that. Yeah, yeah I, I feel on uh, that. But yeah, I mean, it could it could just be arrogance, like expectations. Uh, and again, Americans it's not arrogance, to... like arch-steepled fingers,
0: mohaha, uh, Mister. It's more of just like yeah. the expectation that it's going to conform to us, and we're not going to mm-hmm. do it the other way. Yeah, because no yeah, right. like like like, the language flipping randomly to your partner nation's mother tongue should not be a base disaster. I would say you it really hope. shouldn't. Yeah, that's a, that's a security risk. That's a that's a that's a national security risk if you can let if you let that happen.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I wonder if the UI changed at all, because like if I, if I'm a tech up there and I've been trained on all this and I'm working on it day to day. I could just about do my job without yeah. being able to read the prompts. True. Unless the UI changed around, unless things moved. Yeah, maybe. But then again, like, I think
0: I could I could navigate one or two menus deep, but you get in third and fourth menu. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, reading values and, like, warning messages and stuff, it, it might be tough.
2: Yeah,
1: could be. Uh, and here we're supposed to really notice that, you know, Ed is very protective of of Svetlana, right? He's putting—he's yeah. the one who suggests putting security on her quarters because he's worried about her safety. As light a touch as they put on that burgeon, burgeoning
0: relationship, I was kind of surprised that they leaned way into it. But I also—I thought never they played sure. that really well. I thought they did too, especially when like I think you're supposed to understand that months jump by between episodes in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. unless there's an obvious thing that says no. This, but I, I think the and there's probably the passage of time like they're they're mentioning cuz I think this is late 2002 right we're not quite to 2003 like
1: getting to be christmas time yeah i think all the stuff that like like dev is just now the the ceo of helios right he's interviewed and the questions aren't like how did you yeah. become the, the ceo again right it's that's yeah, all yeah, in the yeah. past so a while yeah. has has happened transpired here
0: but yeah the fact that he it seems like they were getting to be an important in each other's lives and the whole uh, shared joint is the thing that pushed him into perhaps intimacy
1: oh yeah and they've absolutely hotboxed Ed's quarters I believe a few so. times yeah yeah yeah
2: <laughs>
0: yeah they've done they've done a, what was it the uh, a Jack and Rose
2: <laughs> in oh, a moon buggy uh-huh. sweaty
0: palm print
1: on the yeah uh, totally the great thing about smoking weed at a moon base is that when your parents walk in you can just evacuate all the air to the surface of Mars and they can't smell a damn thing it's arguably that if
0: you smoke up in a airlock and invent it you're terraforming sure one what kind exhale of life lives lives th- on? We <laughs>
1: talked about this last time. Now the surface of Mars is going to be weed smoke. Uh-huh. What, one, t- one lungful of THC at a time. Slowly yeah. terraforming the planet. What life forms? What does that do to the human physiology? What, <laughs> what life forms survive physiology? in a 100% THC atmosphere? Mm-hmm.
0: Venetians, that's who. It's going to be nuts. He's, he's going to have a planet that not but Cheech and Chong and Snoop Dogg can rule over. Which, honestly... Most base form of government you could devise, I, I, would, yeah. I would abide under that triumvirate rule.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm in.
0: President Cheech <laughs> had the following announcement
1: after <laughs>
2: consulting with his th- cabinet, th- Snoop. The,
0: the, the <laughs> <concerned> <laughs> that the Martian atmosphere has dropped from 30 to 29 percent DHC. Oh, Jesus takes takes uh, takes answers from a from an outraged press. Can 29 percent even sustain a snoop? I don't know that's why he, maybe that's why he gave up he's this is he's just going on a yeah. tolerance break it's <laughs> <laughs> you have to quit he has to quit weed for like five years to even feel anything at this point
1: yeah you're listening to Hi Bob. We'll be right back.
0: We're about 10 weeks out from House of the Dragon Season 2, and it's time
1: to prepare for war. Which in our case means, well, watching a lot of Hot D and reading a lot of Fire & Blood. Each week between now and June 16th,
0: Maester Anthony and his co-host Steve are hosting a watch of each episode of Hot D Season 1. And then me and Jim are going to host a discussion of the differences between the events on that episode and how they're
1: recounted in George R.R. R. Martin's historical tome, Fire & Blood. That's right, I've resorted to reading dragon books. God help us all. We'll see if my fresh eyes add any new insights or predictions into Season 2. Arm yourselves with all the lore you can for the battles ahead. House of the Dragon returns June 16th, but we've got you
0: covered until then.
1: Check out all of our upcoming Hot D coverage on the Hot D feed or on Bald Move Pulp, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Bald Move merch beats running around naked,
0: and they make a great gift for the Bald Move fan in your life. Join our tribe. Head over to support.baldmove.com and click on merch to start shopping.
1: Hi, Bob. Welcome back to more For All Mankind. Uh, Alright let's go over to Hobson getting an earful From the president about the international Situation he promises To fix it but it ends up immediately On TV Yeah I don't think this is uh, what the president wanted I think he's he's getting the the Shit he was hoping he wouldn't get
0: Also I mean I think this is another Critique of the American system too is like This guy is being drug over To coals for something he had no control Over like at, Like mm-hmm. If Al's gonna be pissed, like he should have been. Well, but he, it's like I think he should be pissed at himself because they established that the CIA had credible warnings that there was a potential coup, and this motherfucker in this intense environment is crowing on the national stage that the that the the that the Cold War is over, and yeah. that like our like you know it's like again it's like they're they're more of a partner than we ev- they ever became in in this timeline. But the idea is kind of like, yeah, and we won. You, you've got, you know, we don't have any borch stands in America, but you got K- you got KFC and McDonald's. We kind of won,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, like that had to put a lot of pressure on the hardliners. You know, it's like now or ne- never, right? Yeah. Um, for sure. But but here's Al calling and telling this guy that you got to fix fucking world peace, so so I don't look
1: bad for the elections. That's kind of fucked yeah. up too. That's not a way to run a government. That's no not a way to cut that off at the past by not being. By not grandstanding, I guess.
0: Yeah, but we have, but they have yes to grandstand because that's how the American politics stuff works, right? Absolutely, yeah. Like a a a, a president just puts his hands down or head down and and just gets the mm-hmm. work done and never has a press release, never fast himself, never self-aggrandize. That's a person's not going to make it the next four years.
1: Yeah, yeah, you got to get your name out there. Yeah, so it's true. Our system has problems for sure. Uh, Alright, uh, speaking of interviews on TV, Dev is interviewed about it, and he says it's uh, up to the governments to resolve. He just wants to get people on Mars. Whoever wants to make the journey can go. Um, and then we cut over to Miles picking up his space suit, which isn't exactly as nice as the other guy's suit. Uh, it's the only one available, though, so he goes along with
2: it.
0: Yeah, that's just. what did you think of Dev's statement? Like, it feels a
1: little glib. You know, it feels like, like a soundbite for the press. That's what yeah. it feels like. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't buy it. I want to see the internal workings here of Helios and I want to see him get flustered once. Because uh, last time he got flustered, he turned into a real piece of shit. So, yeah. And you know, it's like,
0: like anyone can go to Mars. Like, if you don't have any kind of standards or any kind of shared goal or vision, that seems like a recipe for disaster. Because what will happen is you will self select for, sure. for the people who give a shit about uh, uh, to the, the give the least amount of shit up for each other you know that's going to be the people that survive and that kind of anything goes I'm not going to take mm-hmm. sides type of environment the side that's willing to, sh- to, to, to be the bigger shits are going to or and, and to be the loudest screaming voices are going to get their way, and I don't know. I just feel like it's a little, little glib to be like, ah, it's just not. This doesn't affect us. We're a multinational corporation. We don't have any interest. We don't have any sides. One form of government's the same as another. It seems kind of crazy. It seems kind of crazy to be that way. But it's very dev.
1: Yeah, and it's. <sighs>
0: hmm. It's interesting. I... This is the only. This is the only update we got on the Dev
1: Alita Kelly situation too. Uh-huh, yeah, that's all on the back burner this episode. Yeah. I don't know, I'm, t- I'm really torn on this because I don't like, <laughs> it's hard to say that corporate activism is necessarily good or bad. It really just depends on what their views are and what your views are. Mm-hmm. And if he was taking a more active role in like this whole thing, it could go either way. You know, maybe Dev is, is the guy you want leading it. Maybe he's not. Maybe he has some views that are kind of wacky. So, what do you i think don't about, know not
0: about Miles' reflexive hatred of the guy just because he put, you know, a lot of my buddies out of
1: work. That's understandable. Um, but it's pretty backward, also. Yeah. It's like, well, if, you know, we have jobs that don't need to be done anymore, those people are necessarily not going to have jobs. There, there needs to be a system in place to support them. I, I think that's like 100%. Yeah, but you don't just keep doing old jobs because the people in the jobs need jobs.
0: Agreed. If there was a better safety net, if people had a nice, slow transition to another, you know, on ramp, um, you know, but Mm -hmm. like what what it feels like happens is like, um, you know, you're driving down the road and someone fucking airstrikes it and just leaves it to rubble. And then you're like, your car's destroyed. You're there's no road anymore. And someone comes by and just like, (laughs) You know, wh- 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 why did you drive into this blasted crater? You know, why didn't you see this coming? Like, why didn't I see the invention of like free fusion coming and helium three mining from the moon? Oh, I'm sorry, they didn't cover that in grade school when they're talking about good jobs. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're, we, mm-hmm. we don't do we don't do enough to help people whose jobs are being displaced.
1: Yeah, um, we leave people behind. Uh, that's yeah. the system we're in. We just say, "Well, fend for yourself." Uh, yeah, and that's a joke. And cynically,
0: like, I, you know, I, I see, like, increasingly, um, like, how cynically coal miners are used in this country to, in certain areas of the country. Just like, this is such a big, even though it affects less and less people, and it, that's another job going the way of the dodo, because it's just, like, it's not even the cheapest way to make energy. That's the one thing coal always had mm-hmm. for it, and now it's been supplanted by natural gas, so why are we still paying people the... To- Vanishing some small numbers of people to do this coal stuff—it's super dangerous. It pollutes the environment. Why are we doing
1: it? It's only because like, we have ramped up production in other areas yet. Uh, that'll happen. Yeah. I mean, the the you know cost incentive alone is going to push it. In but that you direction. still have
0: politicians this day saying they're going to bring back coal. That's stupid. That's stupid. That's <laughs> not. That's like, that's slightly less stupid than saying you're going to bring back whale oil. Yeah, but just slightly at this point.
1: And those people are pandering. To, that's to what I'm saying some, to a shrinking audience it doesn't make any sense from any direction I don't know why you would ever say something that dumb but people do it I don't get I it I mean and that's what I'm saying is it's not getting black bagged and dragged drug out to a forest and shot
0: but it's also not a way to make a great nation
1: for sure yeah leaving people behind is is crazy those people have something to offer and we should embrace it there maybe the hammers and sickles will give me give me a week's break <laughs> Yep. <laughs> We'll get hammered this week. We don't have uh, a flawless
0: form of government, people.
1: Miles walks out to where Sam found the rock and starts looking around, and he finds an entire mountain of the rocks as this big triumphant score really kicks into effect here. And, of course, he gets greedy. He reaches for one more. It's out of his grasp, and he ends up sliding into a canyon.
0: This is a commentary on greed, right? Sure, yeah. Like, this guy's walking around at twenty-five grand in his pocket. And he almost loses it all, like this is like a gambler's fallacy. this is a pusher lo- like this is like a like a little morality play mhm like this could be a child's book, you know the story of miles the 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 rock the rock hound you know, and his friend
1: sam uh and it's incredible to me how nonchalant he is about the danger here like i not just not forget about walking out onto a tiny piece of rock that isn't supported well and reaching out over a Canyon. Just the mere fact that he's walking around unmonitored in a suit on the surface of another planet. Mm -hmm. He's all alone in this operation. Uh, Anything goes wrong. He's dead. Anything Mm -hmm. goes wrong. Yep. this is so incredibly dangerous like 25 grand barely covers the cost of this thing if you're talking about risk but that's what
0: I mean he's desperate right he he's like if I don't do this he's thing, not anymore I'm going to no. lose my family he's, uh. he's
1: working with Ilya he's sending shit back he's greedy now it's not desperation mm. it's greed you're right and I think that's the difference I think that's why Sam but I don't reacts know, like, differently oh, okay, to let me this push episode. back a little bit
0: I think that a person of miles position is like it's a rational thing to be a little greedy because like you don't get into when you're desperate, you get into illegal activities. But then like what? As soon as you make your as soon as you're current on your bills, you stop because sure. you're just going to be sad. right back in that situation. You got to, you know, because there is no there is no real safety net. There is no one looking out yeah. after you. Like you got to be able to weather the storm. Fuck man. you, money. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I understand the act, the single minded acquisition, to fuck you money in cap in a capitalist society. I don't know why it goes beyond that. Like I don't know why anyone. I don't know why anyone works when they have a hundred billion dollars of net worth. I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand why you, you, you fucking won capitalism, baby. <laughs> Go cash out and spend your time on a private island. Like why the fuck are you still showing up for board meetings? What The fuck is wrong? But like that's probably why I don't have a hundred million dollars yeah. in the bank.
1: Yeah, You're maniacally <laughs> driven.
0: But I like I, are. I think a guy in Miles' position could be forgiven a little bit of greed because you you can't just you, 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 like enough thing. is not enough because yeah. you got to plan on like what if you don't work the rest of your life because you get hurt or what if your kid you know it's like so I get it but still yeah. it, it's it's another it, symptom of the divide between the Eds and the Mileses though right like Miles is literally standing on the shoulders of Ed. He has no real qualifications or reason to be out there other than companies need his body out there to make money. And Mm -hmm. because he has no tradition and he has no, like, institutional memory of the dangers and all the lives lost. And because this is just a job for him and he's worked dangerous jobs, he's been out on oil ocean rigs. And that's kind of the same thing, right? He is (laughs) completely blasé to the dangers. And not yeah. just the dangers to him, but the the real harm he's putting his home
1: country into with this North Korean stuff and the Russian shit. you know? Yeah, he's, he's stirring up a lot of potential shit here that he doesn't even understand. Uh, the, the, so I'm looking at this from Sam's perspective a lot of the time yeah. um, and why she's reacting to him the way she is. And I think she sees this as greed, right? Like, in her mind, when you have your needs met, you should pull for the other people who don't have their needs met yet. Right. Like she's, she's all about solidarity and unity. Um, and, and I think that's like the perspective she's looking at this from, Hey, you got your needs met. Now you're risking life and limb to go get more. What do you need that for? Why don't you show some solidarity with us around the Vasily stuff or Vasily, however you say his name. Uh, and, and maybe we can get some movement on that and get treated better overall and all of our our tides can rise a little instead of trying to pack your fucking bags full of expensive moon rocks so you can get cash that's I what wonder she's if the thinking. difference
0: between her idealism and Miles pragmatism is the family because like she's established she's Could there by, like she has no kids she has no uh, one home no like no family even so she can afford to be mm-hmm. kind of like a little bit more revolutionary whereas like Miles is like at the end my kids got to eat man
1: yeah, she might be a little better off with this salary than he is. Seems well, like I and mean, even if she's not, like she's
0: like you know the company's not gonna drag her out in Mars and kill her. You know, like she's 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 existing, right? And she's having uh-huh. you know what I'm saying. It's like it's 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 a whole it's a whole other ball of wax when you got other people depending on you. It's sure. bad enough that you mm-hmm. got to worry about you filling your own belly and keeping a roof over your own head, but like when you got smaller mouths of fee, oh my god, it's
1: uh-huh. you know, the pressure goes up that much more. I can imagine. Uh, I don't know. He he seems fine taking crazy risks here. Uh, and I, I was thinking like when he slides down into this canyon, that's ah, what, one third earth gravity? He'll be fine. He'll I was doing fine. that math too.
0: Like, you know, like he's falling 30 feet. That's like falling 10. As long yeah. as you don't rip your suit or break, you'll be fine. Yeah. It might
1: hurt. He's a tough guy, right? You, yeah. you don't work on oil rigs and then uh, not be tough. So, yeah, it turns out he was. Anyway, uh, Sam voices some concern directly to Danielle about this Fetlana situation, her not being sent home. And she says it's just not right. And she thinks Danielle knows it.
0: And she's right, but because Danielle's a commander, she can't show it. Like, I thought Danielle, even though we know in her heart that she understands this and she's actually stumping for it to Ed she come across yeah. pretty heavy handed
2: at the beginning. Pretty, definitely. I've, I've yeah. never
0: seen Danny be imperious and heavy handed, but I think she came across to like, I don't, I, I don't think that Sam walked away thinking, Oh, here's a base commander that understands what the lower decks are going through, even though she does. No.
1: Yeah, she didn't go away thinking that, but I think what she said to Danielle sunk in because you can see it later, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure in her act. But I think, so, you know,
0: like, I, yeah, I think I think Danny knew that even before she barged in her office. I just think that mm-hmm. sh- Sam's coming out of that with a bad taste in her mouth. And it's too bad and, because and, Danielle might be the hope for change. You know, absolutely. She could be, yeah, but I, I think uh, that's 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 my reading of it is that uh, no one's going
1: to agree with that. She kind of gets blindsided by this, Danielle. Like Sam okay. comes in here with a head of steam and just is like at a hundred here and Danielle's just like eating her lunch or something <laughs> and mm-hmm. suddenly here's this person just unloading on her so I can see like why she gets like a little defensive at the beginning yeah but I think it does you know have its effect by the end um, yeah because we're gonna see this right she goes immediately to visit Vasily in the infirmary and he's not looking good but the doc you know he's generally optimistic i'd say maybe not on the condition of Vasily, but overall on the base health he's like yeah we'll be fine and the thing is is he's like
0: we've been through worse which is literally true like it Mm -hmm. was way worse when they were stranded on mars without resupply with a woman with preeclampsia okay Yep, but you all had dedicated, patriotic people who were capable of pulling together and working for the greater good, like almost on instinct. And yeah. not just a few, like the 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 bulk. Everyone, with the exception of the bad Danny, was on that board. <laughs> uh huh. What do you think that proportion is now? Like if if the topsiders are all the pilots, scientists, and astronauts. And you got five below decks full of workers who are probably jammed in. Like, I feel like it's like a 90-10. You got working class people and you've yeah. got the elites and they're not going to be able to carry the day. They're not going to be. No one has the moral authority to get up and be like, all right, people, this is Mars. We all got to come together. We ought to do these shared sacrifices like we've always. That's not that. That's not the Mars of 10 years ago. And no, I think now you've got
1: competing interests up there. And I think it's causing huge friction as we see.
0: Yeah, I wonder if you're gonna have an as above so below type of things where like you're gonna have a coup on Mars that Maybe. is going to mirror a lot the the upheaval in the Soviet Union.
1: I mean there was a half you know, there was a soft coup when they changed the alphabet that they true. were using on the computers, right? I mean that was
0: top down, not bottom up. It's, it's true, yeah.
1: This this yeah. is
0: different. But even the Soviets are afraid of the bottom up you know they had one red they don't they're no more revolutions the, the right uh, people are in charge
1: now comrades you know sure sure Uh, rich tells sam that uh, miles isn't back yet so they go out to search for him and they find him he's low on o2 he's without radio comms but they pull him out of the canyon with this big bag of precious rocks and they drive back to the base why is miles just sitting waiting to die I don't know, man. It's one-third Earth gravity. He weighs like 50 pounds. Just climb out of there.
0: Or, try to, find the other arm. End of, or try to find the other end of the canyon or something. Yeah. Like, he's got no way to communicate with base because his transmitter is. He's just going to sit there and wait to die. <laughs> yeah, I guess he shot his shot, man. It didn't it work, just... so now he's done. This is a guy who, like, took no, like, he's re- willing to risk of North Korean firing line, the harsh surface of Mars, but he doesn't want to walk a few kilometers. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. No, I, I don't understand why he's just sitting there. Uh, and then Sam comes up, starts shoving him. I'm like, watch out. You just had some shit go really wrong because of shoving on the surface of Mars. Yeah my Maybe boy and don't. I were watching this we were both screaming like
0: oh my god how many suit rips are we going to get this episode <laughs> right. holy shit you can't just go shoving people on Mars it's serious business
1: yeah uh, apparently you can just take rovers out whenever you want though those rovers just in the garage free free use rovers
0: yeah we pretty much shot our shot on this but yeah, it, we'll see how yeah it like out. there is a I, there's a believability line between miles sweet talking and bribing his way into a blue suit and then sam unscheduled checking out a whole ass rover and rescuing him and Mm -hmm. patching him up and doing all that stuff and nobody call for status nobody needs any logs filled out but you're right they might be met at an airlock with an armed guard but it felt weird like how many how many of these fucking rovers they got like even if they had something like 30 it feels like that's (laughs) not enough that you would just let people just take them you know without
1: signing them out yeah, and I can almost guarantee they don't have thirty. Uh, I, my guess was two, but that's like Armageddon rules. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they have more than that. Uh, yeah, I I just needed another two minutes in this episode, just showing how they get this rover, and I think they could have like put to rest a lot of my worries. Yeah. Um... You know, have I mean, maybe Rich could do something to like sweet talk the radio guy give him a pair of b- boxer briefs or something and she goes down to the garage and hands out a penthouse takes out a rover I, yeah there's plenty of ways they could have done it they just needed to include that or they yeah. need to arrest them when they get back
0: yeah like i said they need to do more leg work to the, the lower the, the the boost my suspension of disbelief and there needs to be a consequence because yeah mm-hmm. um you know, I'm a degenerate shipper. Just talked about that last week. Uh Sam and Miles Maloshir has a moment. Yes. I, I I'm typically against shipping people who are already attached, unless there's like, you know, like uh, I don't know, some abuse, or it's like, oh, that's a bad person they're with, and this other person's better. Miles' wife seems like a goddamn saint. Long suffering. I I don't feel good about him cheating on her with Sam. I don't, and I don't feel good for Sam because I don't understand what the fit. Why why does Sam see in this guy this goofy ass? This
1: this feels like a a Gomer pile adrenaline moment, right? That's what this feels like. This feels like a moment that is going to be looked back as a mistake. So it's literally like one of those things where you put people into a high pressure
0: adrenaline situation, and it's like a love connection's made. It's all.
1: I mean, Hormones they don't see eye and... to eye on much, as Not I really. by this episode. So yeah, I, I mean, this, this is like a regret she has tomorrow. <laughs> you know, when she I would goes think. to visit. Hey, will you visit Vasily with me? Uh, I gotta grab some more moon rocks. Right. God damn it! Right. I shouldn't have kissed him. Yeah. I guess she didn't kiss him, but like, like and I know it she did but she
0: wanted to. And yeah. like, I I already think that Miles is an idiot, but I thought I thought better of her, and I don't know. Like again, what is this? Sylvester Stallone looking motherfucker with the buzz cut? (laughs) What? What? How is he pulling? I don't. I don't get it. How's he pulling like a tractor? He's got that green card, man.
1: That's all you need. Green badge. I guess opens up a lot of doors. It's the money. In the end, it's always the money. All right, Margot back at Star City shows Arena the conclusions of her work and she calls in the author of the accident report, and Margo claims that this report reached the wrong conclusion. Irina accuses him of knowing about the error, which he admits that he knew, but only after the mission was underway. And he accepts responsibility for the error. And then Margo is commended. The other guy's escorted out. Margo gets her eyes on a report that she probably wasn't or maybe definitely was meant to see. This is like a loose thread at the end of this episode. I don't know what's going on there um but then arena comes back in gives her an old picture of sergei as a reward what is a dangling thread now it, it, am i supposed to understand what this report is about on the desk is she getting a glimpse of the stuff going on with svetlana or is this something else cuz she looks at this folder that's sitting when arena leaves the office she looks at this folder with a picture and it's upside down so i couldn't really tell I if thought that it was, was the svetlana report. or not and it's just kind of making the just making
0: a direct connection between the work that Margot did and this guy getting fired.
1: Why show that?
0: Just so you just just to make that connection with the audience, that direct connection that like Margot, everything that's about to happen is kind of Margot's fault. Do you think? And maybe mm. maybe it is something with Sabetlana, but like, why would Margot know or care about that?
1: Well, I, I I don't think she does know or care about it yet. She's seeing breadcrumbs, right? I think like she.
0: Is it it just the fact that Margot has access to documents and she's trusted enough that like she turns her back? Like, is it is is this going to be like a reverse espionage situation? Like Margot is starting to realize I could be an asset if I butter up this woman and I get access to high level Soviet secrets and I can like, again, reverse the flow from the previous seasons.
1: Seems crazy in the highly monitored internal workings of the Soviet government, but. And yet <laughs> sure. spying happened Try all throughout it, the guess. Cold War at every level. By by Margot. <laughs> I don't know if she's equipped for that, man. I got we'll an, see. I
0: gotta say, I'm 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 still I think if Margot went to the K G B, none of this would have happened. Yeah. Like the bullfinch, yeah. like like if she 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 brought the bullfinch, to head the head the bulliest bullfinch to the, the good K G B, none of this would have happened.
1: Mm-hmm. But I guess She'd Gorbachev eating, eating crullers and, and sipping coffee with her newspaper right now but I guess Gorbachev was
0: like on the outs at the KGB. So maybe that wouldn't have happened.
2: Parts. Of the KGB, I'm just saying, yeah.
0: I'm just saying, I think she should have gone. I think she should go. She should have taken that card to the KGB. None of this would have
1: ever happened. Yeah. It's Al never Gore a bad idea. Have, Al Gore would have still have won the cold war. <laughs> Fair. Uh, yeah. I, I assumed immediately we'll never see this dude again. Gulag for you. His name is Semenov uh-huh which in off. russian literally means son of semen," which is a little reductive <laughs> but you know mean you can say that about anybody <laughs> redundant really yeah. boil it down hmm you standing here is evidence that that's your name <laughs> your name is too silly dismissed uh, oh i i love this uh the whole reason that this mix-up happened with the bolts and stuff because they're using a different uh measurement system is Which, this
0: a is this a reference to the real life NASA EU fuck up? Gotta where be yeah. NASA was using feet and the EU is using thing I thought of. meters, and we ended up plowing a, a billion dollar lander into Mars because it deployed its retro rockets at
1: the wrong altitude. Yeah, gotta be right. I love yeah. it. That makes perfect sense. Uh, and, and this whole thing here that they do at the end with the poem. Um, this is really shining a light on Margot's love for space, I guess, because here, this is supposed to be a love for a person. But I think what they're doing is saying that Margot just really loves the work that she was doing, and you know, it's kind of sickening to her that she got mixed up in all this politics stuff. And I know that she's about to give Sergey the the Sergey photo, but I, Sergey's Margot love, Margot's love, or is the work Margot's love? I
0: think that. You could interpret that way, but I think it's clearly Sergey because if you read this Pushkin poem, it's all about, you know, mm-hmm. like, like it's talking about a person living in exile, that they have no more tears, no more love, no more passion, and then the love of their life lights back, writes back and uh, walks back into their life. And it's like, you
1: know, well, but all the same thing is happening forgiven. with, with her work, right? It she is, was exiled but then when she there in She gave her Russia. the picture
0: of Sergey, Like, I think that's, I, but the thing is, is I don't know what game the bullfinch is playing because it feels like she's, mm-hmm. it feels like she is radicalizing Margot unintentionally.
1: Sure. but oh, well, like, yeah, as, remember as your you boyfriend
0: yeah. that we we did the, the bait and switch on you and the same we thing heavy handed to you. you and we tried to choke him up and all that kind of stuff. And remember how we took him away? like I it's like mm-hmm. it's a really weird arch supervillain way to keep an underling in line. But I feel like the bullfinch thinks she's doing the lord's work here. You know, she's like she's like yeah. nah no no it's perfect. I've got I got Margo right where I need
1: her she's killing the golden goose you know if 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 her the idea flinch. is that margo's going yeah the golden bullfin she's killing it if if margo's gonna be the outsider perspective they need the unflinching source of truth and honesty yeah you can't have her jumping at her own shadow and yet that's exactly where she's pushing her so yeah i'm with if you don't you, want man. your
0: employees to flinch don't don't act like you're gonna hit him in the face all the time and then you uh-huh. give them two for flinching like and maybe pay <laughs> for that coffee that's
1: all i'm saying yeah you, you will train 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 yourself to be uh, flinchy. Mm-hmm. All right, Uh, Hobson is working out at home, and he freaks out at his exercise bike, starts telling him to shut the fuck up. Um, his wife comes in. He admits to her, yeah, the stress might be getting to me a little. And she gives him a pep talk and promises that... Uh, he promises he'll only be in this job for a few more years, and then they can go on vacation. She mentions maybe going to India, which... Sparks an idea in his head, so he heads back to work.
0: I like it. i like I said, Marv is funny.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the uh, pickup, the pace was pretty funny. And I, like I said, I, I always like an organic. Sometimes these things feel a little forced, but like this, I didn't even know what the hell they were talking about. You know, like it's like India, how's this going to help? And then the way it worked, it's like, I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Makes sense in a geopolitics.
1: Yeah. We're going to kind of skip all the inner workings of how that goes down. But Danielle and Ed are talking about the news uh, here in the next scene. Um, And she's apparently Smedelana is going to be shipped back to India, the only neutral country in the M7 to stand trial. Uh, Danielle's already signed off on it, which, man, that pisses off Ed. Uh, They both say that, oh, this reaction is so typical of you for various reasons but Danielle's made up her mind. She's going along with this.
0: They're fucking with us at this point. How so? Right? Because it's like, you know, Danielle corks off in his litany against Ed and is well-deserved, mm-hmm. richly deserved. She's right. I like Ed, yeah. one of my favorite characters, but Danielle is right with a capital R. And yep. she's righteous, same capitalization. Um, And she's like, this is just like uh, Gordo and Danny... And he's like, oh, what about Danny? Uh, he's like, well, you let your emotions yeah. get the better of you. And because of that, he, he... And then Ed looks right in the camera and says, he what? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, yes! Say it. What? Say it, I, would like <laughs> I would like to know! I can handle the truth. I think I'm entitled uh-huh. to it. I Yeah, I would like to know what the fuck. Are they going to yeah. keep... Stirring, is this going to be just like an in-joke where it's like... Because it makes perfect sense in-universe for these people to never talk about it. They went uh-huh. through it. Why the fuck would they? They don't need to. And it was to. traumatic
1: for him. And yeah, sure
0: lots of yeah. reasons,
1: but like as an audience i feel like i'm getting fucked with but i also feel like i know like danny's dead danny's dead i mean he didn't the, the end of, of that sentence isn't you know nothing. And that's when and that's when danny went off with the martians to their colony like <laughs> what are the results of like exiling somebody into a capsule they probably killed themselves in in
0: jail he could kill him yeah i think you're right but like the fact that no one's saying it is i think a little funny
1: oh i agree they're teasing us for sure yeah and i
0: like Uh, how they did i thought the kinnaman did a good job with the whole you know she's important to the base and she's important mm -hmm. to the asteroid program and she's like important to everybody can't act say like she's important to me danielle she's important to me
1: and, like, and that's the thing. It's weird with Ed, right? Because, like, they have so much history together, him and Daniel. And, like, I-, I look at this relationship and how it's kind of, I guess, cooled. And in its place, Ed has taken up relationships with other people, and those are taking priority here. Because, my God, when he's talking about, like, it- when he gets so heated here. I'm like you guys you guys go way back. Why are you throwing all this vitriol at this person to well, defend somebody that- you've only known for a few years maybe? But but it's recency bias. It's like this is the relationship. This is the thing he's feeling now and his connection with Danny is kind of on, you know, that's history at the moment.
0: And I got to say I think he's always taken Danielle for granted. Like
2: yeah, the fact
0: wrong. that he would ever question her personal loyalty to the space program, to him, to her Crazy. crewmates, after yeah. she broke her fucking arm to cover Gordo's space madness—that's the definition of
1: rider. risked die. everything to shake hands with the Russians in a time where that yeah was frowned upon. Yeah, it's she...
0: fucking ridiculous. To Ed is being this chesty with her.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It's, that's why I'm hundred percent on Danielle's side here. She is winning this argument without a doubt. Yeah, because it's absolutely true of Ed. He does defend the people that he is close to. Uh, above I, I all else, I hope he,
0: I hope he Rikers up here because I do not think it's fun to watch Ed completely fucking, t- you know, not appreciate Dan. Like I want, I want them to be Picard mm-hmm. and Riker. Uh, like, like I said, the earlier scene where it's like they that 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 that, that ready room scene that works so well. I do not want to see this house divided. Like Ed, fucking for Christ's sake, get your head out of your ass and fall in line behind your commander god damn
1: god damn yeah ed's hmm ed has a tough time with that and we saw this coming right i mean that first discussion they had uh but see I'm, i'm
0: being really real i still think ed secretly sees danielle as a diversity hire
1: that's possible
0: like it goes all the way
1: back it's, to like that's you guys ridiculous. you guys like took, you guys foolish, took a short
0: yeah. yeah i do i do but i really think like when you look at her when you look at the way they um they interact there's a lot of warmth a lot of history a lot of friendship but there is also a little bit of that where he's like you you cut in line you didn't you didn't earn it yeah
1: which is and, a shame. And you
0: also might right. not have it you might not also have it deep down you might not have that command like ability yeah
1: I think oh, wow. a little bit. Yeah, you would think everything he'd seen from her would. I mean, how many fucking times has he second guessed view, an order she's given? Like every time? Every time? Yeah. Yeah, that's what he does. He second guesses orders. But I, th- I think True, you're right. It's, There's not, still I just, you're right. It's,
0: it's not like he just rebels against Danielle's orders, but still. Jesus. Still.
1: No, I, I'm with you here, man.
0: If Molly Cobb was the base commander, she would not be getting this shit. 100%.
1: Yeah, you're probably right.
0: Cuz she would have put his ass pilot. out in an airlock
2: yeah.
1: like the second time he questioned his <laughs> true, orders probably. True. But yeah. Uh Margot gets some food in the cafeteria where she runs into Tatiana who's alone at a table and she's crying because the KGB took her mentor, uh this seaman son, son of a seaman. Mhm. T minus 3 seconds until the
2: ad.
1: And who knows, that dedicated fan could even be you. Treat yourself. Check out support.baldmove.com for more info.
0: You've been listening to quite a few Bald Move podcasts now, but you're not in the club?
1: Hoo boy, you are missing out. Not only are all of our premium club podcast feeds completely ad free, but we have lots of other great content exclusively for people in the club. There's a weekly lunch with Jim and Aaron, where we chat with fans about anything and everything from TV and films, food, fun, life advice and more. But there's also off the clock, our premium podcast, where we talk about all the shows we don't have time for on our public feeds.
0: Plus, you get access to our full spoiler filled first run movie reviews of our newly released
1: films. Touchdown, and we're back. Yeah, I, I talked about the parallels between Von Braun and this guy uh, for Margot here. So,
0: yeah, that was a great—that a, a great piece of here. analysis because I didn't even fully realize like the amount of craptitude that Margot is feeling about herself here. But, but yeah, I forgot the fact that like this is something she can tensely relate to. And when she's saying ca- they make cowards out of all of us, even me, like this now includes Margot because Margot is working for this. instrument of the state um arguably margo's cowardice um at key points in later seasons there's why she's here in the first place um Mm -hmm. her like arrogance and like fear and like yeah like as i said it's like i you got to be built different to spit in the face of an authoritarian regime man (laughs) yeah like you, we talk about this every time like in narcos where it's like you're the one politician that says tells pablo escobar where he can stick his bribes mm-hmm. and you get your you get you're your tongue pulled out through your neck like you gotta be and and you gotta you got you, you gotta like yeah just willingly sacrifice potentially your entire life on the chance that maybe some change will happen or enough people will stand up because that's the thing and it's, it's the like next person in line will do the same because there's not enough KGB, there's not enough secret police, there's not enough stooges and goons to ever keep a whole country down. It's just no. a fear. Like, if everyone stands up, like, if, you know, cop goes to make a bad arrest and we all, the whole neighborhood, be like, no, fuck you, are not. Like, that arrest doesn't get made. So, it's just always a little element mm-hmm. of, like, and that's how these also work because there's, there's you, you make people complicit. Yeah, and that's the hardest part once you make a person complicit it's going to get easier and easier and easier for them to go along and it's, it's sad it's sad and it's tragic and uh, uh,
1: Margo's feeling it uh, and then Arena starts the daily meeting without son of a seaman uh, with an announcement that Svetlana will stand trial in India it's vacant
0: chair and uh, Margo's uh, staring lasers at it yeah
1: for sure and uh, then we go back up to happy valley where ed offers to hide svetlana in the base this would never work Dude, this martian base is too small but she turns down the offer because it's a stupid one and gives him a well, kiss this, bef- yeah is it so it's like my idea for this is that if they
0: can hide her for like a couple of days that's enough that like what are you going to do hold the whole martian transport
2: like oh, okay, that thing, yeah. that and thing then they has have months, to go, right. and there's
0: not like, yeah. Then they'd have a couple months in between, and there's enough. But, but like the fact that Ed is going to full on mutiny, yeah. That's uh-huh. what this is. That's what oh, this yeah. is. This is another house divided. We've been talking about the Russians, but ooh, it doesn't look good on the the western side of the base
1: either. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Like, uh, yeah. Anyway,
0: so is the cooler head that prevails here.
1: Yep. Uh, she kisses him before the guards knock on the door, and then he walks her down to the Unity through the crowd that has gathered to see her off. Uh, some some for and some against this outcome, I would think. Yeah, I was.
0: Uh... It's a good scene. Like, you really get an idea of how divided the base is because it's not just a Russian staring da- daggers at or some of them are pretty sympathetic. It's not just the Helios employees. It's just what I got looking out over this is like, how in the world would you know who your friends are? Yeah. Because there's like the loud mouse that are talking about the politics all the time, but there's the 90% that are just listening.
1: And you have no idea how that's going to break. You have no idea how people are really thinking. Um, I think that shows like the challenge that Danielle's facing, right? Yes. Especially with the class divide here with not, not living in the same space as these people, not talking with them over lunch each day, right? She's not going to get the temperature. She might get a general feel but she's not going to get the details she needs to know to run this base.
0: Yeah, I just wonder when the the real civil disobedience are going to so when does the sabotage, when does the slow work, when did the the strikes and the protests? Mm-hmm. Violence into like when when yeah, it's uh it's all scary.
1: The other thing that the scene does really well is gives Ed a moment um to really play up here like I felt for him as he's walking Svetlana out. He's doing a very tough thing here. Um, he's saying goodbye in a pretty dramatic way, um, and his performance there really carries it. I felt like Joel did a great job. Yeah, very
0: strong people going with some strong emotions, but uh, they they the, the only way they're going to show it is a little bit of a little bit of uh, lids lids rimmed with tears. Eyelids rimmed yeah, ears. That felt very odd
1: for sure. And that's the end of the episode. And it, I also did not like him shoulder checking Danny. It wasn't. I, I was watching for that. It wasn't a hard check. It wasn't. It,
0: a... R- Riker would never, and Picard <laughs> would never. Can you imagine fair, Riker fair. shoulder, like even lightly shoulder checking Picard on the way out of a ready room? Are you fucking <laughs> kidding
3: like, me? <laughs> <laughs> <And you're, laughs> He'd,
0: give the full, he, he, he'd bring out the Harums that he reserves for Beverly un, like Unzipping her unitard Like yeah uh-huh, he would uh-huh. not The <laughs> stiffest upper lip would be deployed Against Riker and he would fall
1: in line Yeah no you're right You're right I don't know that I've ever seen Riker touch Picard Period physical contact I don't think it's ever happened <laughs> Seen
0: it happen a few slash fix but yeah On the actual canon proper
1: <laughs> Sure <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, that's it, man. Good episode, yeah. I think. We'll Fuck see how the, it's how it all shakes out next time. But Fuck you, Ed. Don't 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 shoulder check Danny. Yeah. Uh, shall we do some feedback? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, for all uh, FAM at baldmove.com. Before that, um, if you are wondering how to find what we're doing at Bald Move, because we're starting a Christmas season. we got a whole bunch of cool Christmas stuff we're talking about. Uh Christmas movie reviews, Scrooge uh love actually um i almost said for all email kind uh you've got all the email you've got email Mm -hmm. you've got mail that's it that's the name of the movie uh we're going to be doing
1: send more martian rocks see we're
0: We're going to be uh we're doing fargo and for all mankind we got a lot of cool stuff for next year uh house the dragon's going to be coming up in the, the spring or maybe early summer how do you follow along with all that we're At Bald Move everywhere, except for TikTok, we're at Baldest Move there. And if you'd like to get ad-free feeds and bonus audio content all at Christmas, all those uh, Christmas movie podcasts exclusively for our club members, uh, find out how to support us at support.baldmove.com. All right, F-A-M at Baldmove.com. First up is Leela from New Zealand. So as you guys were pondering how old Ed was, my thinking is he's probably in the 65 to 70 year range. Ed served in Korea. Korea in real life was the 1950 through 1953. Assuming the same timeline here, uh, Ed was part of the early Mercury program in the sixties. So he must've been born in early thirties to serve in Korea uh, post or during his training in, she says Indianapolis, but I think this might be a mishearing of Annapolis, the Naval Mm -hmm. Academy. So he'd be 18 to 23 in the early 50s, and in 2002 in Mars, he's going to be at least 65. I actually crunched the math. I think the, low, the, the, the lower limit for his age, like he had to be 18 in 1953 to, to legally participate in the last year of the war. So that would make him 67 in 2002. But we also know he went to Annapolis, and he would have not gotten his wings and served before then, and that's a four-year term. Unless they defer that in wartime, maybe. But if that's the case, then he'd be twenty-two at a minimum flying in Korea, which would put him at seventy one. Again, that's the youngest. If he was serving from the beginning of the war, then you're oh you're easily like at seventy five plus. So when they say old man of Mars, they mean it. He's he's yeah. late sixties at the youngest um she says also i'm finding there's a lot less lgbt in this season i'm wondering how that will manifest as it's a theme that's been carried through the prior three seasons i wonder if they just feel like they're done with that arc we have gay people still in the show will made an appearance mm-hmm. as as part of the senior staff of nasa um in the earthbound ready room scene but like i think in america like we are just 20 years ahead of where we're at in terms of LGBT acceptance. I, I guess they haven't explicitly uh, talked about trans people on the show, but like, sure. It seems like those kind of rights seem to move forward in blocks in advance like that, you know, because of the, because of the Alliance. So I, they might just be done. They might've just made the point about like, yeah. you know, you, you you start taking apart the, the patriarchy a little bit at a time and the dominoes all kind of fall with it. You you break down the barriers for women that uh, you break down the barriers for minorities. Other minorities can make because it's the same argument, you know, like, why not mm-hmm. us? Why not us? What's wrong with us? What's really wrong with us? Yeah. Um, so they
1: might just be done making that point. I don't know. And they got a lot of points to make on the show. If we're going to get to the Star Trek utopia style society. Right uh you have to get get past the concept of ownership which i feel like is a pretty ingrained one yeah uh that's gonna be tough so a lot of ground to cover and i think they said what they wanted to say on that topic Mm -hmm. so
0: and like i said i I, I, um and now it's just i'm not sure we're done with ellen either like it wouldn't surprise me if ellen makes an appearance later on um and we still have will but mm-hmm. yeah, since, you know, I, I guess I would have to agree that there, there's been a little bit of a, a backseat there. Uh, Eric, our resident NASA guy, said it would be highly unusual for someone Alayda's age to become a flight director while she's excellent at her job and very smart at NASA. Pretty much everyone is excellent at their job and very smart. <laughs> True. The people in these types of positions tend to be highly experienced folks with many years of experience in a variety of jobs that have prepared them for the position. In addition, they need to have good leadership skills, which I don't think we've seen from Alayda. Being exceptional in one particular area does not position you for something like flight director. I'd also argue that Margot was probably not the right person either when she was hired into the job, but she grew into it. Uh, But then again, it's just a TV show. So last episode, from an in-universe perspective, a guy, I guess if you think that Bill is a judge of character, his position was he was shocked that she had not made flight director yet. Mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think do I agree that she hasn't shown leadership skills I actually think her brokering piece between her and Bill was a very good indication that she could be a good leader you know someone that can swallow their pride admit that they're wrong um, humble themselves to come to, to someone and work out a personal beef but but you're right I, I'm 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 more agreeing with you than not I'm just also saying yeah. that like the show's opinion seems to be she should have been flight director
1: yeah, her friend's opinion. You That's know, true, and take like it with also a bit of a grain of salt there.
0: Also, Bill is one of the kind of I would say the underdogs of NASA. You know, so maybe he's uh-huh. a little bit more inclined to like stump for his friend or like buck her up, maybe a little bit. Maybe. Anyway, Luke says, "Just want to throw out a fun little connection between loss and for all mankind, the surfer who called Dev a fascist pig in the beach is actress Tonya Ramond." who played Alex, Alex Rousseau, the daughter of French woman Danielle Rousseau on oh. Jim's favorite show, Lost. Glad, <laughs> my favorite show? Yeah. Glad to see her in another plucky role in one of my favorite shows. Lost truly brings all shows together and in. What? How old is, because I thought she was like in her early 20s, but on she Lost? surely wasn't like seven on Lost. Like what? No. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Wow. Uh,
1: yeah, that, that's cool. 45-year-old hippie surfer.
0: Uh, Okie Paul says, I'm loving the new season and your coverage, but there's a missing element in the show's timeline that bugs me. Hip-hop and rap. Where's Tupac, (laughs) Biggie, Puff Daddy, Outkast, Jay-Z, or Wu-Tang? Not a mention of the Beastie Boys or Eminem. Have I missed a reference? It's not detracting from the story, but it feels a bit jarring to not have (laughs) hip-hop culture represented at all. What are your thoughts on this and are there any missing elements
1: in their timeline that have bothered you? Yeah, it's it's the turntable was never invented. You know, the Russians beat us to space, and <laughs> instead of stopping the space program and inventing turntables, we had to focus on space.
0: Yeah, it turns out jazz is where all the the. Uh... Yeah, I, I d- you, This is a good point because I don't understand. Are they saying that like Danielle becoming an astronaut increased race relations so much that? <laughs> You didn't have like a crack epidemic and a rise of gangster rap and like is, is like that like and, and is it a utopia mm-hmm. if you don't have rap?
1: Could certainly make an argument that it's not.
0: Is it all conscious style hip hop? There's none, none of the gang and stuff. I don't know. It is. We now that you pointed out like you have, yeah. uh you know, Clint Eastwood has a rap in it, but. I that that seems uh that seems like you're trying to smuggle it in a side entrance like you should just roll it into front door man.
1: Yeah, we need some fifty cent, we need some Jay Z. I mean, Something we're in, we're in the era where yeah, we should definitely Something. be hearing that stuff.
0: Yeah, like it's like it's one thing when um, Star Trek does nothing but you know like like no one's ever a fan of 20th century pop culture 21st century never right you know Jordy's never just like sitting listening to N.W.A. in his quarters it's always Mm -hmm. like Brahms and and uh it's all about Brahms with him isn't it no it's all about Bach (laughs) and Beethoven and Shakespeare Uh, and all the highfalutin bullshit but 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 this show yeah like we need yeah we need we need to get some we need to get some hip-hop and R&B in here uh David says hi Bob's hi Bob Just want to say how much I enjoy all the threads in the show. It's so much more interesting to have a timeline that is this close to our own. I long for Gene Roddenberry's utopian future, and who wouldn't? But this feels way more realistic. I love something that engages science and morality and politics. Fantastic program. I hate Apple uh, in principle, but their TV department is knocking out of the park. Anyway, thanks for pods without them. I would never have discovered this show or Severance. Ooh, We're going to do Severance upright when it comes back, by the way. Absolutely. I know we haven't talked about it a lot, but me and Jim fucking love Severance and I, I cannot wait to give it the full treatment. I th- in fact, I, I think our latest thought is we're going to go back and cover the first season in the lead up to season two. I'd really like to. Yeah. Both as yeah. a refresher
1: for myself and just to have full coverage of it for everybody.
0: Cause I don't think I could do the show justice if I didn't do full coverage to just, just to get it all straight in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, great show. And I get Apple is just killing it in science fiction. I think. Yep. Um, And also, as far as the Gene Roddenberry's utopian future of it all, don't forget that Gene Roddenberry's actually, he foresaw the world going through a cataclysm of like World War III, eugenics wars, and like we had, the same way that Europe had to get sick of killing each other for like a thousand years before they became the EU, like we had to do that across the globe before we were ready to join. And, And also maybe the Vulcans? Like, if first contact hadn't happened and we had missed that boat, does does, United, okay. does, 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 does the species make it out into the, out of the 22nd century? I don't know. So, yeah, Gene, uh, it, it didn't come for free, that's for sure. Michael says, I'm still catching up on prior seasons, but I started it with season four. I was wondering if it came up before how many people in Happy Valley are in Ed or Danny's position versus Miles. The way they presented it didn't seem right to me. With all the upfront costs, I think Helios would try to limit the number of employees as much as possible and then not argue about pay with the employees who, that are needed. Uh, let's take this first. Um, well, I, yeah, I, I I thought like maybe 90-10 for like the quote-unquote uh, quote elite scientists, pilot, astronauts versus the grunts. Um. If you just go by levels, you've got one level for the elites and three yeah, levels uh, two that are under construction for the asteroid program. So that's like a three to one ratio.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'd say that's a and, but, but that's that's guess. That's also saying that the top side people have the same population density as the lower decks people. And I guarantee they don't.
1: Yeah, they're not sleeping in bunks four to four to a room.
0: Right, right. They got they got their own uh, space. So mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm guessing it's at least three to one. If not, if not much higher. Um, and also about with the upfront costs, I think Helios would try to limit the number of employees as much as possible. I've worked in enough big companies where I've seen departments get the raw materials ready for a manufacturing process. That was not even close to being done. Like I totally believe that Helios would fully ship the people, anticipating that the asteroid program is being a success and they can instantly make money like they they never Mm -hmm. they never plan for the failure they always go for the success because when they fail at big enough scale they get bailed
1: out for it sure and they're trying to maximize profit and time equals cost so they strand 500 people
0: on mars Like in substandard living conditions, your average person on earth is not going to give a shit Mm -hmm. because they're going to hear they're going to be like, oh, I'd trade I'd trade positions with them tomorrow in a heartbeat. Right. Yeah. If Helios, Ed's Ed's dialogue about being grateful. And yeah, if if Helios stock goes down 30 percent and it jeopardizes the energy security of the United States, shit will get done. So you Uh see how that works? So, so yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't. I don't. I, I, I think that seems very in line with how a company would view this.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. They expected the asteroid capture program to be in full operation, mm-hmm. and now they got a bunch of people who probably don't have much to do, which is why Ilias is bumping, right? You're right,
0: and you know, it's like yeah like NASA wouldn't do it that way NASA would do yeah. the slow careful measured growth test 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 then you know once you prove the capability expand into it that's not how the private sector works because mm-hmm. that company would have their lunch eaten by the company that's YOLO and
1: yeah and there would be 50 other companies YOLO and and one of them would hit and that's all yeah. it takes to be NASA right so yeah that's why you want to be first first to market and the other 49 would crash but it doesn't matter because one got through Um, Also, Miles is working HVAC
0: on Mars. Wouldn't Airflow be one of their biggest concerns? Why would Helios go out of their way to antagonize an HVAC mechanic? Wouldn't it be worth a little more in a paycheck after they already paid for all the upfront training costs? Why would Hollywood go out of their way to antagonize the actors and writers and directors that make the product that they make billions of dollars off of? Mm Mm-hmm. Why would an offshore oil rig try to screw? Why, why would a why would a company that's that's making millions of dollars off pollock and and or uh, and cod and and all that? Why would they? Why would they pay guys that spend a month on their ship a buck fifty when they get? I mean, it's like I don't know. I honestly don't know because it's insane. It's insane from it's, any kind of like sober analysis.
1: But yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, we talked about you know the the parallels between the Russian government and the American government here. And it's the same thing. Like why, if you want honesty and truth from your employees, why would you make them feel like they have to jump at their own shadow? Yeah. It's, it's insane. It's Kafka esque, right? Like this ridiculous, these ideas that they have of a way to run an operation, just grind up the employees. But I guess there's always another person willing to go to Mars to be ground up.
0: Yeah, and it's like you have to have like so a good example of how to stop this is like you look at Norway and how strong their public sector is. And right now, like I don't know if you fa- paid attention to this, like like I think it's Norway. It might be Finland. It's one of these Nordic countries that got shit figured out. Um, you know, Tesla is one of a disruptive company, right? They don't want to do dealerships. They want they they don't want to give their workers fair protections. And like they go into this country, Norway, the land of unions. And they think, oh, well, we're going to bust up this. You know, we're going to we're going to disrupt the shit out of stuff. But in Norway, it's not just like the auto union you have to work with. Like now, like. Um, like you cannot get your license. You cannot get your Tesla licensed in Norway because the Norwegian the that the, you have to get your license plate shipped through the mail and the poster workers union refuses to carry Tesla's mail. Hmm. So it's like. It's amazing what you can get done if every Citizen links arms and says Fuck you there's ten of us For every Mm -hmm. well there's a hundred A thousand of us for every one of you And this is not right we're going To stand against it and we're the ones actually Doing
1: the work we we make The things that you depend on To make your money
0: we we don't have that culture In this country Russia Doesn't have that that culture in their country Um, And until Fuck you got
1: mine that's our until, culture.
0: Until the top ten countries in the world have that kind of culture, we're going to be stuck with this. Like, why does this happen? Why do why do brands that do things right get bought up by venture capitalists and have that brand ran into the ground? You know why, why is Amazon
1: having to rehire people that they fired for poor for performance because they've run through the entire job pool? they've ground everybody into dust and now all yeah. they're left with is dust to hire so yeah they're cannibalizing it, themselves they're, they're yeah. the snake eating its tail is eating a little faster than it's fleeing
0: that's why that you need regulation for these companies because like they can't help themselves they can't help themselves they uh-huh. can't help but make short-sighted stupid decisions and unless you put the proper tracks and guardrails on that process it's going to always lead to carnage yep. so 100% Anyway. FAM at baldmove.com whether you're a boomer that's pissed or a uh, sickle and flag uh, <laughs> for all mankind FAM at baldmove.com let us know what you think uh, we'll see if Miles and Sam are met with handcuffs and, and arms at the airlock next episode if not we can only hope might might have some splaining to do for all mankind we'll see see you next week until then I'm Aaron and I'm Jim Bye, Bob.